Hello there. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Master Movie Podcast. Um, so, this, this episode is going to be a little hastily put together because we miscommunicated. Or I did, more likely. Um, so, right now, it's just me and Alex. Hi! Peter will join us later. Zach, I think, is at a birthday party. He is in, well, I don't know if it's a birthday party, but he's certainly celebrating a friend's birthday. Yes. Um, they're going to play, uh, they're going to do uh, Pin the Tail on the Donkey. They're going to do, um, they're going to do, <laughs> what was it? Um, spin the Bottle. I think that's why he went. Oh, yeah. Well, they're all vaccinated. True. I don't know if they're, I actually, I don't know if they're all vaccinated. I know he is, but I don't know he, about the other Yeah. Ones. You may want to look out for those uh, blood clots, you know. Oh, yeah. He did the Johnson. He did get the Johnson. Turns out those uh, government microchips are a little bigger than they thought it would be. But, um. Uh, well, not enough for them to still get, like, people should still get it. Right. But, um. Fair, fair yeah, I, would, I thought it would block something else. But, um, that's just me. <laughs> But, um, so yeah, Peter will join us in a, like maybe a few minutes, but right now we're just, uh, we're just going to go and, um, see what happens. So we've got news and so Alfred Molina apparently spoiled Fi- Spi- Spider-Man, uh, what was it? No Way Home? No Way Home? Yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home. Apparently spoiled the whole thing. Like... <laughs> Yeah, apparently there's a, a a big sausage party like orgy at the end. No one saw coming. Yep, it's like a sausage party. Yeah, <laughs> but for Marvel, like dirtier. Yeah, it's it's filthier. From the Huffington Post, Alfred Molina is probably in Marvel jail after spoiling Spider-Man's sequel. He did spoil some things. He uh, he spoiled some things about his character. Not about the movie, but certainly specifically that he is in it. Like, more yeah. so than that. But, like, he, he, like, basically confirmed. He's like, yeah, I'm in it. And I come from this place. And this is what's happening. And th- this is what they're doing with my character. He's, he's, just, like, he's just explaining these things. And it's like, oh, God, Alfred, what are you doing? Do you want to uh, talk about this? I don't. Just for the sake yeah. of our... Uh... Our listeners who may are trying to avoid spoilers for that movie because well we, we uh, also have spoiler alerts we can do we do have spoiler alerts but I get I guess that's true I guess maybe I don't want to get spoiled then now that's a little bit more honest so here's what he said <laughs> <laughs> no. That's fine, but yeah, like I just think he had the mentality of someone who hasn't been in a superhero movie for a long time, and started, you know, just saying stuff, and then I uh, came back to bite him in the patootie. Gosh, the the whole genre of comic book movies has changed since he was last in one, like dramatically. Well, even any sort of franchise, any really, yeah, he hasn't been in any sort of major franchise 
storytelling for a while. He's been, he's still acting for sure, but never right. uh, he, he wasn't in like the Hunger Games, so like he couldn't spoil anything two movies down the line or anything. Like he's just been out of that sort of uh, marketing game in a bit. Yeah, so um, if you're out there and you're uh, um, looking to hopefully not get spoiled for some of mm, I still already I already No Way Home. Um, probably want to dodge that story um, as best you can. Especially um, when he said this. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to. Look at this dude. <laughs> Wait. Young um, come. <laughs> That's right. We spun the good wheel last week. And it um, landed on point break. So we'll be uh, reviewing that later. 1991, 1991, 1991. Mm-hmm. Um, not the remake, though. After seeing this, now I'm curious. <laughs> but um, no, not not yet. Um, and we are spinning the curiosity tonight. Okay. Just so you know, Alex. Okay, okay. Um, okay. So next. Nomadland is winning everything, right? As expected. For, dir- for director and best picture, Chadwick Boseman's winning actor for everything, and Promising Young Woman seems to be winning for a script, and Atticus Finch, I'm sorry, Atticus Roth, and um, uh, Trent Reznor are winning for a score. It's pretty consistent out there um, as, as to who's winning what. Carrie Mulligan's won a couple actresses. It's uh, been pretty interesting. Uh, but like predictable. So, but so like we were talking before recording, like no bad lands a lock for best picture, right? Pretty All roads point to much. that outcome. Pretty much, yeah. That nothing else seems to be kind of making up there. Promising young woman is a little bit too. It, it has a little bit too much of a, a contradictory discussion going on with it. Minari seemed to be lucky enough to be in the best picture race in the first place. Um, no Man Land just seems to be right up everyone's alley. There's no real controversy to it. The only small one people seem to be making is how it presents Amazon and working there, but it doesn't really promote working there so much as it says she just works there and then still goes on and lives her life. Like, Amazon doesn't treat her terribly, but they also don't treat her wonderfully. They just offer her a job that she can take. So that that's the really only thing about it. Outside of that, Frances McDormand's really good. She could win for actress as well. Um, but... Everything's been pretty standard. I love it. I think it's a great movie. Um, and then we have to do a rep. Uh, rest in peace, Helen McCrory, um, who played Dracoy's mom in the Harry Potter movies. Uh, also of Peaky Blinders. Very good show. Very good show. Tom Hardy, Kane Murphy, really good. Really good show. Dang it. I, again, hastily put together. I do not have anything to pour out immediately in front of me. But when I do, I'll pour over now. Um, <laughs> That's what she said. Ah, dang it, where is it? <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> dang it. I cannot no believe I was not ready for that. I was, I was, waiting, I was waiting for Peter. I was ready for Peter. 
That's what I was waiting for. Because usually he's the one who sets that up. Yeah, well, the, the fact that he's not here means that I get him. <laughs> Dang it. I get him all. Hold on. Here you go, everybody. No! I missed it. Whatever. I still don't know where it is. I still can't. It, don't don't dwell on it. Don't dwell on it. Just uh, <sighs> try and catch it next time. Try and catch it next time. Dang it. Um, there's an ad playing on the app now. So. <laughs> well, let's get past the ads. You know, best we can. Yeah. Okay. This episode is sponsored by who gives a crap? Um, <laughs> you're gonna skip the ad anyway, so why should I promote anything? What's to promote? Who am I promoting to? Audience, I have got to plug social media so people can tell me how bad my podcast is. Um, dude, don't if that's what you're expecting, you're not gonna get it because this podcast is rad. Now, I'm not saying that just because I'm on it. Oh, shoot, that's muted. Hold on. Okay, there we go. Where's the lamb sauce? I was giving it to you metaphorically. <laughs> Hell yeah. Rim shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's one for our uh, movie tonight. FBI, open up! Oh, my God. 2,000 years later. <laughs> I can't find it. Where did I? Oh, there it is. That's what she said. <laughs> we can move on. Um, ready. ready. Get that ready. Yeah, okay. It's I, I know exactly where it is. Um, so, that out of the way. Now we can talk about, I guess, what we watched. Whilst mm -hmm. uh, we wait for young Peter. Oh, wait a minute. It says he's on. So I don't know if he's... Okay, hold on. Well, that's happening. Um, Alex, how about you go into what you watched this week? Um, I I watched a lot of I rewatched a lot of Twin Peaks as Zach was going through it, um, and he just finished last night, and so I was watching a lot of um, uh, material on YouTube about it. My it's my favorite thing to do after I'm done with it. There's no real answer <laughs> to anything. So the wealth of conversation and discussion that comes after it uh, is so much fun to explore. There's so many theories that go with some that are hopeful for the future and some that are uh, not so hopeful for the future. People can look at that ending and go, hey, he, uh, that was good. And other people look at it and they're like, nah, man, they fucked up. <laughs> and so it's it's really interesting to like dive in. So I found a couple more uh, YouTube people that I enjoyed. Um, I love this guy on YouTube called um, Pop Arena. He does uh, Nickelodeon shows. He's doing every single Nickelodeon show that has ever ever been on there and he's doing full-fledged documentaries about them so each episode is like 30 to 40 minutes long about the entire history of the show and why it was on nickelodeon and what, what it was like on there and including and especially original programming so he is in the year 1988 right now he's been doing this for a few years now and hmm. uh 
he's just starting to hit the shows that I remember from my childhood. He's already hit about two or three really big ones, but he did one called David the Gnome that just, oh, it was so nostalgic. Uh, it reminded me so many things, and it really just was one of those things that um, made me feel really good about watching as a child because he he always goes back, he watches the entire show before he does it, and he breaks down what he thinks the show is about and how well it's done and all that stuff. And he really points out that the major theme of that show is empathy and how it teaches empathy really well in each and every one of its episodes, even one how it doesn't teach empathy very well. And I was like, yeah, dude, I think those are the kind of shows that I responded to a lot as a kid. And I can't wait for him to go through more and find shows that I didn't remember and stuff like that. Um Peter and I started Attack on Titan, so we'll probably talk about that. Oh, wow. Um, I, I got about uh, eight, uh, no, seven. We got about six episodes in of the first season last night. And how, um, many, of your, how many of your favorite characters have died so far? Uh, none. Okay. But a lot of people died. <laughs> a lot of people died. Um, I'm going to get into that, um, and I'm glad Zach's not here quite yet because I have an interesting take that I wonder if I'm going to continue to believe, but so far I think it's going to probably stay in my head. Um, I I think I can do it now so that Peter and I can just probably talk about the show, uh, Or, um, but I, if I were to make a choice right now to say which show I think you would ever enjoy more, and I'm not going to bring this up a lot, and I'm not going to bring it up again, because once Zach's done with Twin Peaks, I'm probably just going to let it drop until you ever watch it again, or I rewatch it just for fun, um, right. or they need more. <laughs> but um, <laughs> if I had to make a decision about what show I think that you personally would ever enjoy, I would probably pick Twin Peaks over uh, Attack on Titan, honestly. Seven episodes in, I feel like that might continue. Like uh, that, I'm going to continue that to be the case. Here's why: um, Twin Peaks does have disturbing, uh, dark stuff in it, and evil characters without any redeeming factor to them, and 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 legit terrifying moments at times. It is equaled and balanced by genuinely funny, good, sweet characters that I know. They're, they're the definitive of wholesome to the point that, yes, they may be cheesy, but also necessary considered how dark that show can get. And I think that there are, I think that there are things about that that you would really enjoy that are sweet and wholesome, that have levity to them. I think you would love the lead character, Dale Cooper. I think there are things about that show that you would enjoy when we get to the return that are also dark and violent and funny and gross and weird and also... Um, Artistic, especially artistic towards the end. But this is way down the line. I'm not saying you need to do this now. But uh, if I were, when I was watching Attack on Titan, there's no levity to that show. It's like, it's all drama to like bent to 11. Now, I know that there are references. That, that I wouldn't even see references, but like comparisons to Neon Genesis Evangelion. And you've seen like a child soldier jerk off over the unconscious body of the child soldier he has a crush on. So I know you've seen some dark stuff. I'm not saying you have. Wow. There is a. <laughs> Hold on, Alex, real quick. Hello there. Hey, Peter. <laughs> Can you guys hear me? <laughs> yes. 
How do I sound any different from last time? Yes, a little bit, but you're uh, you're more clear. Well, that's great because Alex graciously gifted me a microphone. <laughs> so I I'm using it. I hope the 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 red light is on. Oh my god. I, I honestly I plugged it in. I'm reading the instructions and it's like uh yeah, you should be ready to go. So there's no there's nothing else to it. So I just plugged it in. And I'm hoping for the best here. I don't. It, it, does it sound better when I get closer or farther away? Or? I'm sorry. <laughs> the irony on that when we know that Alex has had struggles with microphones recently. Well, the thing is, I've had the headphones that, and I thought they were Mm going to work, but they just haven't. And then I haven't set up the microphone because I just literally haven't had the time. And I also didn't know that we were going to record today. So I was hoping that I was going to get my microphone set up before we were actually going to do stuff. So that's how that works. So hopefully by now I'll get my work in. But uh, if you want to keep laughing at me, you son of a, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, uh, does it sound yeah, better? When I, I'm I, it does. It does sound much better. How about if I'm like this? Does that sound any better? Um, what if I'm like this? Huh? Wow. wow! I saw this that button was called thing. Anime Wow, and I've been holding on to it for the last five minutes. Oh, I know what that one's called. Okay. Um, I'm familiar. Okay. So Alex thinks that we're pushing. You're pushing me closer and closer to that, and then you're just going to drop. Right, Alex? I'm sorry, what do you mean? Uh, for uh, Twin Peaks. Well, no, I just... Yeah, I, I just oh, we, we've been put... Like, Zach is... We've been talking about you watching Attack on Titan, and one of the main reasons that that's intrigued you has been the gross monster stuff and right. the craziness of that. And I agree, that's certainly a selling point for the show in general. But... The thing about Neon Genesis Evangelion, the the two points to it that I have that are different in this case is that, A, the thing about the lead character in that, Shinji, is that he doesn't want to do the stuff that he's, you know, responsible for. He doesn't want to be a killer. He doesn't want to do this stuff. And everyone around him keeps telling him that it's his responsibility. He has to do it. And and they're like, be a man and stuff. And eventually, at the end of every episode, he realizes the responsibility he has, and he does it anyway. But also, it's defeating him. It's making him depressed. And it's getting to the point where he's, like, deciding whether or not he wants to live as a person. And that it deals with depression more on that onset. It's a it's a u- more universal personal thing, and I think you really have to get past his whininess on that level more than anything. Else. <laughs> but but I, the difference between him and Aaron is that Aaron wants to do this shit. He is <laughs> fucking psychopathic. Dude, he is driven. He is. He's not just driven. He is insane. Here's the thing. This 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 show paints a world in which this character is needed, and that's fine. That's what makes everything work in that sense. But outside of that, yeah, the guy's insane. And after a while, you're kind of like, there's literally a point in the show where he's like screaming one of the major themes at you, and it's like, kill to live, kill to live, and you're like, oh my god, oh my god. Uh, technically, oh, it's killer. Be killed. 
it's really a lot and i love it it's done at a it's done at a level that i absolutely appreciate and i'm gonna finish it i want to continue on yeah but the thing is neon neon is like how many episodes right 26 in a movie 26 26 this this is 85 episodes so far is it oh my god you have you have a journey ahead of you another season to go and i'm telling you man it's a lot i'm gonna need breaks this is a lot yeah so I'm just saying, like, if I were to make a choice about which one you would like the journey more, it would probably be that. Like, I'm su- I, I get why everyone enjoys this show. It's The Walking Dead. I get that. It's very much that. But it also has an extreme full-tilt boogie of, like, nihilism of, like, the moment you see any sort of happiness, you're like, well, that's going to be taken away. (laughs) (laughs) And then the only comedy relief in the show is a woman who has a complex in which she's constantly eating and stealing food in a world where people are starving. So the more she does it, the more you're like, uh, okay, that's funny. Uh, it's so much. And I'm like, oh, God, it's a lot. I'm just saying that that's the thing I noticed the most. I was like, wow, dude, it's a lot. It like to see Thor's mom die in Dark World is, is you know, it's a it's a motivating factor for the hero. And they even make it a little bit more emotional in another movie. When a character's parent dies in this movie, it's the most traumatic thing anyone has ever gone through ever. And it's great. I love that. They don't. They don't skip on the trauma. I love realistic it. in uh, that sense. I, yes, it's a lot. It is a lot. So I would say, yeah, that's the thing I've noticed the most about it. Is like, the, I put, believe in this world. It's it's mo- more than anything. It's world building is amazing because I like the characters that I like the most are there and they are surviving and they have interesting backstories. The lead character is annoying and whiny. He's not wrong, which sucks. But also, he's just psychopathic in a way that's like, God damn, dude. All right. Okay. Like, he is the hero of the series, but still, it's like, wow. I at least, I I admire Shinji's ability to be like, guys, this is wrong, despite how whiny he is. This guy's like, why isn't everyone just fighting? Why isn't anyone fighting to the death? Why isn't that baby picking up a sword? What's going on right now, guys? We live in hell, and I'm oh my god, this is insane. So far about so the smart. show, outside of that, um, beautiful action. The monsters are great, and I know they're going to get better. Um, and I don't. Uh, I, it is beautiful. It is very beautiful at times. It's slick. It's a slick show. It's a well. It's a high produced anime, and you have to follow a lot of those like stylistic choices uh, and the cheap corners that they cut sometimes. Outside of that, they don't skimp on the violence, and they don't skimp on the action scenes themselves and the creature effects. There is there's no holding back on content, which means if this show is gonna get you, uh, if if the show is gonna punch you in the gut, it's gonna do it hardcore. And I'm glad that it at no point like lulls you into that idea. There's no Harry Connick Jr. character who's like, I'm going to crack some jokes and then oop, there goes my head. No, the, like, no, everyone's no a human being no and they're laughing. either going to live or die. And if they do or don't, maybe that helps people at the end. And if it doesn't, then who cares? They did the right thing. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I like it a lot. I do like it a lot. But that is my fair warning to you, man. There's no, 
I wouldn't say there's no hope, but there really is. This is the most serious thing ever. It's not emo. It's just drop dead serious. It's like if you went to go, like, if someone's like, hey, man, you want to go play, uh, like, shoot some guns out in the woods or something? And, like, yeah, and, like, it's not paintball. It's like they're shooting guns. They're hunting humans. You're like, oh. Yeah. Whoa. Serious. I'm in a serious world now. It, there's no fucking around. So I'm liking it. But uh, it's a lot. 85 episodes. I was like, oh, okay. Ooh, all right. Here we go. Did you get any farther than where we got last night? No, I was actually about to do that. Um, I was cooking some food and just watching some normal YouTube stuff. I was going to watch Point Break for fun and then just like uh, watch like hopefully to halfway season point and then I was going to go to bed uh, and then I immediately jumped on Point Break and then started doing a bunch of half and big <laughs> Um, it's our fault. This would have been so much easier if Peter and I had watched Point Break last night, but instead we watched Attack on Titan and a bunch of other shows that I showed him. Sorry. Yeah. You should be. You piece of shit! <laughs> what the hell? What was that one called? It's called. It says cry. I think it was that old man. No, wait. Did you hear that, though? There was, like, a banjo in the background. Yeah, there was. What the hell is that? I don't <laughs> know. That? Play it again, please. I want, to hear that. I want to hear that string instrument one more time. Hold on. Okay, okay. That never gets old. I'm trying, I'm trying so hard to what was happening when they recorded that sound? What was going on? No, there was a it was a meme. There was an old man crying on a like a drama TV show, reality show, and um. Oh, his cake must have come out soft. Yeah. Um. I hate it when that happens. So Peter, hi. Um. What did you watch during the week? Oh boy. Um let's okay. Uh the start of the week I just I ripped the band-aid off. I got this animation open source software because the previous one that I was trying to use wasn't working very well. Uh, and I just I just fucking went at it. I just ripped I just ripped off that band-aid and I started an animation. So hey. I've been re- yeah, I'm really I'm really happy about it actually. I'm really jazzed. Um it's it's going as well as you could think uh for someone who hasn't learned uh you know, it's like doing a lot of research on how to drive a car and you and you research this for fucking 15 or to 20 goddamn years at this point. You've yep. loved this thing so much and then you get a car. And then you're like, all right, I guess I'll just put the seatbelt on and, uh, okay, just put the my hands on the wheel and I'll adjust these mirrors here. Okay, let's look around. Looks like I'm good. Okay, I'm going to start it. All right, car's going. I'm going to put my foot on the, <laughs> put my foot on the gas here and, ah! that was just like, 
that's what it's like. Um, <laughs> but it's really fun. And of course, you know, there've been lots of fucks and shits and oh my gods that have been said in this last week, but it's really fun. And it's something that I've wanted to do for ever at this point. Nice. Just, just doing it. You know, I'm just fucking doing it. Right. No excuses. Oh, you know? Nike style or Shia LaBeouf, you know? Just um, do it! Yes, Chris! God, oh God, you're so good at it now. I'm so proud of you. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nailed it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I had that ready the moment you hopped on. The moment you hopped on, I was ready. So happy for you, man. Oh, gosh. Whoo. Then, um, let's see here. I watched, I was, I was kind of watching stuff, um, to fall asleep to. So I'm really, it's really hazy, to be honest with you. I know I watched sure. a, a movie. It's gone. It's never come back. Um, it was good, though. I laughed. Uh, and then Alex came over and we watched, you know, like a week's worth of video content in one night. <laughs> good Lord, dude. It was it was fun. But, you know, we like we went hard. There were there was a lot. There was a lot. We started. How many how many series did we start, Alex? We watched a whole the entire channel of this youtube animator really really great animator they're called veun v-e-w-n would highly recommend them um they're like you know two minutes three minutes a pop um i don't know there's probably like a dozen 20 episodes that that they have from the last what three years so we watched all that and then uh what was the first one you showed me alex what was the first series super jam Super jail. You showed him super jail. Whoa. Uh, you know about super jail? I know about super jail. That's crazy, man. My God. You know It'd be one of those shows that I'd watch on Adult Swim when I was, when I was like shit. a teenager. Oh, my God. The fact that you know that and Peter doesn't is fucking hilarious. He was so shocked. <laughs> he was so shocked at how violent that show was. I, I was, was too. I was like, why do I keep watching this? It's just fun. I'm trying to fall asleep. I was also shocked at the fact that they couldn't swear. They couldn't swear, but you can That's have all of this I, oh my gosh. all of this sex, just raunchy stuff, just guts flying everywhere. But God forbid someone says shit. On Adult Swim. Dude, well, that, I think at that point they, they had made it clear that if you watched it on their online site or if you watched it on demand that you could watch it uncensored. Okay, that makes me feel a little bit better. But I South, just, South Park eventually began doing that as well. Okay. I, I don't know. That stuff kind of it grinds my gears. It rubs me the wrong way with, with how nonchalant we go about our day and there's murder and there's killing and all of these shows and even sex. Sometimes there's sex, but God forbid someone swears and sometimes it's flipped. You know, you can, you can uh, have this gore and everything, but you can't show someone kissing someone or, you know, or else it's rated, you know, PG, whatever, like, or 
it, it just, it's whack. Some, I just, I've never understood it, even as a kid. I'm like, wait, why, why did he just get bleeped out? I just saw him, you know, blow this guy's head off. And they, and he just, they, they bleeped him out when, when the guy died and he's like, fuck, and he gets his head blown apart, but they bleeped that out. It, I just, I've never understood that shit. It's all backwards. No matter which way you look at it, which direction you come from, it's fucking backwards. And I hate it. Um, so I fucking hated that show. Uh, what was the next one? Uh, uh, Fully Cooley. You showed him Fully Cooley too. Yeah, this one, this one was something else. Uh, I quickly learned to not ask questions, but I still asked them anyway. It's more of just kind of hoping That's Alex would answer me. <laughs> Is it? I was hoping Alex would answer me, but, you know, he's like, I don't know why that robot just developed a demon mouth and ate that child um, and then pooped him out. There's no way to explain that other than it just happened and you have to deal with it. Yeah. And just move past it. And it's great. It's it's fucking awesome. The The problem I had with Super Jail is that's a show you can't binge. You can't sit down and watch like 20 episodes of that shit. Like I that's, could, I, could. I, could <laughs> I absolutely could. For me, I don't have a problem with the gore or any of that stuff. It's it's the it's the actual animation style and how quickly things move around and how short these episodes are and not in a bad way, but you know they're they're kind of like a cookie cutter. So you have these plot points and. They're moving so fast, and the animation's so good. There's, it's the, the screen is just full to each corner, each edge of the fucking screen, man. You, yeah. I can't binge that. I have to just stop, and I. It's something that I have to go back and rewatch that episode because I, first I loved it so much, but secondly I don't want to miss anything. It's it went by so fast. So that's why that's why I say I I can't I can't binge that shit. I gotta if I do I watch the same thing twice. Um. Uh, but fully coolie, right? That's what we were talking about. Yep, fully coolie. I I like the I like the metaphors it has. And some of the some of the problems you get with anime are gonna get with anime, and especially for the time that it came out in. Honestly, almost up until recent times, you're going to get some stuff that's like, you know, like showing an underage girl who's in a schoolgirl outfit, her underwear on screen. She bends down. And you're like, wow, that's an underage girl that you animated to just bend down. And I'm seeing her underpants right now. <laughs> it, like there's there's small things like that that you're going to get no matter what what no matter exactly. what. you're gonna get that in you're gonna get that in kiki delivery service in a fucking ghibli film yeah the it that that's deep-seated shit that's deep-seated shit can't get rid of that uh but besides that just the normal problems that i just go it's great it's fucking great I, lo I just love how weird it is and it mm -hmm. and it makes makes me believe in myself more when I say I just want to make this stupid thing. I, I wrote I wrote a a scene. It's called shit talk. These guys are just arguing and they're and this guy's constipated and he like 
it's just stupid. And it just makes me believe in myself more where I can be like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to, pres- I'm going to, I'm going to go all the way with this thing. I don't know if I'm going to shoot it live or if I'm going to animate to it, but it's like, who cares? This robot just shit this, this child out of its, there's no hole there. It just somehow shit him out. <laughs> Before that, it ate him with the demon mouth, this robot. Like, the, the no anatomy can explain that. that. There's no opening or orifice on this thing. It's just a robot. It has a TV for a fucking head. It has no mouth. So why can't I, why can't I animate two guys arguing? And it, it's called shit talk. And one guy's constipated. Like, it's just dumb. Why can't I do that? Why can't I animate a piece of sentient ice cream being birthed into this world? Why can't I do that? I can't. I just have to give myself time. And I, and I like watching stuff like that that inspires me, and especially when it's animation. We just went on a whole animation spree last night, just one thing after the other. It was amazing. Um, and then after that, we took our shoes off. We didn't watch everything. We didn't watch all of Super Jail. We didn't watch all of Fooly Cooly. We, we, like, you know, we, we dipped our toes in. But now, now we dove. We dove into Attack on Titan. We, we went man. straight in. We plugged our noses and went head fucking first, man. I'm glad it was you guys first and not me. <sighs> I'm really happy. I'm not spoiling anything, Chris, but okay. I, this is a good thing. They skip a lot of fucking years really quickly. And it's <laughs> a really, really good idea. It's such yeah. a smart move because you can't. <laughs> You can't handle Aaron Yeager at that age. Like you can't, you can't handle his voice. You can't handle his demeanor, just how he exists. You can't, you can't like the kid's insane, but (laughs) when he grows up, you know, what was it? There was like three years had passed and then, then they went into the, the force or whatever the fuck they called it. The army military, military. And they went into the military and then it was like another three or five years. I don't know. Don't don't come to my house and knock on my door and kill me just because I don't remember that in piece of information. But they skipped a lot of years and they're young adults now. And you're like, okay, he's lunatic. He's a lunatic. He's insane. But he's slightly more tolerable. It's like getting a 20-pound steak at first, okay? It's fucking raw. You can't cook a 20-pound steak, man. Either the the outside's gonna be charred, and then the insides, you know, lava blood, or you just eat it raw. And it's like <clears throat> eating it raw. You're like, okay, all right, maybe maybe if I cook this, I can nibble on the outsides and then cook it some more. Oh, oh wait, oh you're taking it away from me. Oh, we're gonna wait a little bit longer. You're gonna cut this steak up, and then you're just gonna give it to me, and it's a little more palatable. Okay. Oh, now now it's like you know, a couple ounces each bite. It's great. Great steak, nice and juicy. I don't eat steak anymore. I don't eat beef. But this is, that's what it's like. And you're like, okay, for me, this is good. I don't eat this anymore, but I'll, I'll eat it because you know you made it for me, Grandma. I'll eat it. Can you tell that I made all of that up on the fly? Just pulled that straight out of my ass. <laughs> Um, I, I agree with you. I'm glad that they get past the child aspect of it and they just cut oh. to them being child soldiers because it's not that many years older and they are still 
technically children, but uh, their mindsets are different because they've gone through basic training. Alex, do you remember the last time we watched a piece of visual media where it time skipped in the same? <laughs> Was, I'm getting, I'm getting, you guys like, describing you this. You see that in Lost, sure, but like in a wrestling rom-com, what are we doing? Yeah. I was shocked. I was shocked. Breaking no, you, you were getting fan. mad, though. <laughs> because, it, come on, come on, come on. We were missing massive character Don't development. Don't rile him up. Don't rile him up, man. No kids. <laughs> Alex, it's okay. Bro. I'm sensitive to time jumps in my wrestling rom-coms. It's all right, man. It's over. You don't have to ever watch that movie again. I will. I will watch it again. I didn't know will. that. Said, I will. I will. I will watch it again. You know that. 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 Instead of the epic saxophone. No, no, no. Save that for Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yes, okay. You open um, the saxophone? Oh, my God. That's shoop, amazing. Shoop, shoop, doop, doop. Shoop, shoop. Hello there. Hello there. So okay, Attack on Titan is hardcore. Got it. Yeah, and I thanks for the I, heads up. I fucking love it. And I actually watched. I think I got one more episode. I like watched some dishes, got ready for bed, watched one more app, and I passed out. And we 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 were getting what we were waiting for, Alex. The the whole night we 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 got what we were waiting for. I, yeah, I looked at IMDb and literally the picture of the next episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, uh, yeah. and so that's fine. But that's fine by me, which I'm happy about. Uh, and and again, I know things. I, I know things are going to get more lore based, and the monsters are going to get much more fun. And that's the thing. Like, I don't watch The Walking Dead because it's a it's a nihilistic worldview and a depressing story overall. And the monsters are also not something I care too much about. I, I'm not a big, I don't care that much about zombies. Sure, a huge horde of people is scary whether they're dead or not. If there's just a large group of people surrounding me, I'm going to start freaking out. So, that's the way it is. <laughs> so that already gets me rooted out in general. So zombies as an idea don't get me. But the giant, disgusting yeah. titans as well as the ones that are coming, I know are worth staying for. I know they're worth all this like, Digging through because the thing about it is the world is so well built as a depressing place to live that it's just a depressing place to visit sometimes. Like you kind of got to take a break. Like, and I love sad shit. I love sad shit. But like, it's in like it. It's uh, the traumatic events and the drama is so well done. It's yeah. executed so intensely that I'm like at the same time I'm like this is great, but also I'm like. Woo! Yeah. Like, there's a sense of relief because your shoulders go down for a bit. It's not like a potato chip show. It like it, it's fucked up. <laughs> I so love like, it. You're holding your breath wild. for a while. Yeah. And again, yeah. the action scenes, the more and more they come, the better. But like again, hundreds of people are dying. And every now and then there's an episode where, like, there's an extremely personal death. And I don't mean, like, a character you know. I mean, like, the death in and of itself was, like, 
close hand-to-hand, eye-to-eye, breathing on the other person's face, like, I'm killing you, kind of dead. Is it like the John Wick scene where he just drives a dagger into the man's eye? (laughs) Yeah, shit like that. It's like a lot. And you're like, okay, all right. I literally said that. I'm gonna kill you. (laughs) It's so close to that, man. Uh, but it's like, yeah, like that's the difference between it and Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks has coffee and apple pie and Andy and and fucking Waldo and I remember. Like, oh my god! But the si- the similar thing with Twin Peaks and Attack on Titan is you you can say out loud that guy's gonna die. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, he's dead. There's two but, things yeah. you say: that guy's gonna die, that chick's gonna die, and oh, they're dead. Yeah. I mean, Twin Peaks gets as dark as that show, but, like, this show is consistent, one-tone, get re- whole, like, you're an adult when you walk in that room. Like, if you, I feel like if I was wearing a colorful, like, shirt, or if I had something goofy near me, if I was, if I was watching that show, I'd feel a bit embarrassed. I feel like a child if I'm acting like a child when I watch that show. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm insulting wow. the lives of these fictional characters that have died. <laughs> Damn, man. Jeez, you gotta take a knee or something. I know. It's great. I love it. All right. So is it my turn? Mm-hmm. Okay. So speaking of, like, YouTube stuff, um, I came across... Uh, so I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, Film Joy came out with another uh, Movies with Mikey on... Uh, it was a career retrospective of uh, M. Night Shyamalan. And um, the it was what you'd expect. But um, something interesting came up in that. In that Mikey, like, he did an experiment, right? And what he did was he watched all, I think, most if not all of the... Bad Shyamalan movies. I did see mute. this. I haven't watched the video, but I didn't. I did see he did this. He did the. He watched all the bad Shyamalan movies on mute, and he said they were all they were all pretty good, like surprisingly good. <laughs> oh my God, because the conclusion he came to was yeah on mute. Shyamalan must Shyamalan. think it's Shyamalan. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got it. Um. That's what she said. <laughs> All right. I, I don't um, <laughs> That he thinks that dialogue is just words. Yeah. I, like. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Well, when, Crazy. What, what, there's an example. You change the name, the pronunciation of the main character in your movie. That has already had a television animated show. Yeah, I don't think he cares a whole lot about he, dialogue. No, the argument that he made was. Oh, I know the fucking argument, man. You're gonna set me off. It's ang. <laughs> I think he's talking. Though, about if it wasn't their native tongue, it'd be ang. Yeah. Well, maybe if you watch the entire fucking series. Avatar the last goddamn airbender. You call him A quite frequently and consistently 
<laughs> anyway, I just thought that was look, an interesting. Ong is a good character. Ong, the thing I love about Ong the most. Look, Ong is. I just hang on, hang on. I just. Gonna be right back. <laughs> Hold on a minute, Ong. Um, I... <laughs> so, so what you're saying? What you're saying? FBI, open up! <laughs> I gotta go. Uh, so what you're saying is, Chris, that Mikey watched his bad movies uh, on mute and liked them better. Yes. Um. Okay, so I gotta say, when it comes to M. Night Shyamalan's movies, if they're not scary then the sound design matters even less. But even for his scary films, his sound design is even more sparse. Um, he doesn't have huge scores. He doesn't use loud sound effects. The way in which he has his actors deliver his lines are so monotone and like people are on downers that, yeah, it's it doesn't matter how they deliver it. It's all the same. So if you just watch the rhythm of the cuts and read the dialogue on caption, you're probably going to enjoy them more. Yes, absolutely. I would think so. The worst ones, yes. But I think like The Sixth Sense and Unbreakable, uh, I think the silence between the moments in those characters matter the most. Uh, I think like, it matters a lot too, sound design. But Lady in the Water, Last Airbender, uh, even The Visit, uh, all don't really matter. I would so say. the... The impression that I got was he didn't have subtitles either. Okay. Um. I mean, that's how we want. I mean, that's how I watch the movies uh, when we when I play them for the podcast. Like, but I've already seen them. But you notice certain things. Oh, that when when we were watching Kong over the phone, Alex and I were, and then his brother came in. Was just you know kept catching up with him was it wasn't anything it was just like we we're just chatting and i was like okay i'll mute this and it's still you can still follow the story so it's like i and I, I understand that mr knight can make a story that makes sense visually but don't fucking turn the volume up i i, I, just, I guess i mean i i'm a big proponent in silent film in the language and cinema in that yeah. film should be able to be understood without sound. Sound design is important for some films, mm -hmm. especially, yes. But what I do at my job a lot is put a movie on mute so that my clients can sleep. And I'll just be sitting there picking movies that are going to go for eight hours at a time. I'll, I'll take like 20 minutes to go on the guide and plan out my day. And then I'll put those movies on mute and I'll use them as my time stance. If I've seen them before, I'll let myself know when I've seen this scene as I'm cleaning the house then I have this much more to go. It's a feeling thing. Like, I know this movie's going to go fast for me because I enjoy it so much. But every now and then, yeah, I'll do movies I've never seen before. And some of them work out and some of them don't. And it's all about, like, the visual language of it. And the thing about Shyamalan is, yeah, he understands visual language very well. But it's mostly, he's not that fancy of a guy. So I don't really, like, he's not taking very many chances. So, yeah. Like, I, I understand how you can turn the captions off and understand his stories pretty well. Pretty well. Because a lot of it is just the characters being quiet and then speaking quietly. There's, there, there's a lot of still <laughs> moments in his films. 
I don't think it would be that very hard to do that. If you do that with an action film, you might miss some expository dialogue, but mostly you'll get the film uh, because a lot of those action scenes don't have a lot of dialogue. But if you were to do maybe a Coen Brothers film, you would be lost on a lot of things because those films, in those films, lines are extremely important while the filmmaking is not moving the camera around a lot. It's shot reverse shot a lot. And how people deliver their lines is extremely important. And how people like, react to people, it, it, their inflections and their tone zone and, and the turn of a word is so important. Never been the case for Shyamalan. He's not a fancy camera guy. The camera barely fucking moves in Last Airbender, and that's in the last moment when a- when Ong is kicking ass. Uh, and that's Ong. Because that, that's not Aang. That is Ong to me. That's not Aang. That's Ong. No, no you're and, right, Alex. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Um, it's, it's like when people are like, it's not Godzilla in 97, that's Zilla. Yeah, that's Ong to me. And I just, the, the camera barely moves in that movie alone. The, the Like, there's very few moments it moves in, and when it does, it's in the fucking trailer. All of them are in the trailer. So, yeah, you get all your information pretty easily through this film. <laughs> so, I just thought that it was, um... As hell. I thought it, when I heard it, I just thought it was, like, an interesting point of view. You know, I just thought, like, that's interesting. Somebody who made, like, some of the most (laughs) confusingly inept movies (laughs) of that decade. (laughs) Like, you put his movies on mute and they're without subtitles and you could follow them easier. Well, because the thing is... At least somebody came to that conclusion. Hmm. The thing, the thing about movies with Mikey that I do enjoy is that his goal is to literally, at least in the, I, in the movies with Mikey section, is to specifically talk about things that he enjoys and the good experiences he takes from them. And yeah, I mean, uh, Shyamalan's film. When I think about what's bad about them, it's two things. It's the fact that his he has a tone and a and a um, a pace about him that if you aren't connected to his work fucking sucks it's like it would be like yeah i'm going i'm going to take you around a neighborhood and show you christmas lights but all the christmas lights are like a single light on every roof and maybe a wreath on a door. Uh, it's like yeah. the, there's nothing special about it and you're not connecting to it and i think a big reason has to do with the fact that his worst films are terrible stories they're bad stories they may be presented interestingly well. You may look at them and go, wow, the, the way that this blocking goes is great, or the edit on that moment is pretty good, or having the person you know move that certain way, that's fine. But that's all the visual stuff. But the story of the happening is shit, no matter what they are <laughs> That's a bad thing. Like, I, I, that story should only be pushed by comedians. That is a story that only should have been told by comedians at the end of the day. You take that too seriously, and yeah, it may look elegant. You may care about some of the character choices. It may suck when that when that little kid gets a shotgun blast to the face. But at the end of the day, none of it fucking matters because you'll never connect to it because it's dumb as rocks for being taken so seriously. And on top of that, you have a story about a relationship and a marriage that is supposedly falling apart, but really it's a fight about a woman who is like lingering with a friend that she knew that's it like the like mark Wahlberg was jealous of his wife's friend that's the story it's just bad bad lady in the water is a bad story 
It's a bad story. It may look good. The apartment building may look good. Bryce Dallas Howard may look good. May be cool to have like uh, Rodriguez with that big arm and everything, but it's a bad story, no matter what way you parse it. And at the tone of someone who's on fucking like downers all day, no thank you. Isn't it amazing? It doesn't matter how much money, how many people you have, how many names, big Hollywood names. At the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter. If you're just a shitty writer and that's your job, you're just bad at your fucking job. It's (laughs) sickening to the point where I have a, I have a sour face right now because I'm like, fuck what, what's stopping us? What's stopping me from, from writing a whole fucking movie, taking the time two years out of my life, writing a fucking movie. What's like, there's nothing actually stopping us. No money can stop me from just writing something. And what makes me feel good is if I write a bit like shit talk, that's, I think that's fucking better than some of the M night Shyamalan shit that I've seen. And I just wrote it in my fucking notes. (laughs) It doesn't matter how much money you have. If you're just bad at your job, you're just bad at your job. And somehow you're still able to keep the job because you have all of the fucking money. Well, he has earned some of that money. The interesting thing about Shyamalan is he is capable of making several different kinds of films. Horrible films. Meh films. Good films. And fantastic films. He's made all of them. The competency of his direction as a visual visual storyteller is interesting to talk about. Uh, And to put his stuff on mute and see where he works as a successful filmmaker is interesting. However, yeah, the guy who wrote one of the most interesting horror movies of the past uh, 40 years, The Sixth Sense, also wrote uh, Lady in the Water. But when you hear about how some of these stories come about, it's even more interesting. Like, he didn't care about Last Airbender. His kids did. And he didn't do the proper amount of research. And the things that he was interested in were in good intentions, but never, never executed properly or well. He should never make an action movie. Sure, he <laughs> does a little bit better in After Earth. But again, fucking who, 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 puts, who puts Will Smith and his son in a movie and then literally writes it in the story that Will Smith cannot be charming, could not have any emotions. He's one of the most charming <clears throat> fucking movie what? stars of all time. What what movie is this? After this Earth. Is after Earth. I, oh, I don't God. I just I find it so interesting that he is capable of making good decisions, but That's sometimes right. he's capable of making horror. He's like Barry Sonnenfeld, the guy who made toys. He also has made really good stuff like Wild Wild West and I'm sorry, not Wild Wild West, Men in Black. Men in Black and Adam's say. family's family. Adam's family. <laughs> uh, and, and Rain Man to a certain extent. He has made very good stuff before. He shot a lot of the early Coen Brothers stuff. He's also made terrible, terrible movies. He made Nine Lives with Kevin Spacey. Like he's made shit before. So yeah, I, I like there is something very interesting about competent directors who when given free reign make insane stuff but also make brilliant stuff. It's just like uh, what if Michelangelo grew, drew like porn cartoons? Like what well, it's insane. <laughs> well, at least he has range, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm yes. That's what's like taking somebody like him and watching his stuff 
on mute and trying to figure out what where he succeeds as a visual filmmaker is a good idea, I think, uh, as studying film. If you were to take Wes Anderson stuff and put it on mute, you're, of course, going to get a bevy of interesting, beautiful, visual shots. Like a, a, a hotel, Grand, Grand Budapest Hotel alone, alone is a bevy of visuals that you can watch mm. on mute. And not really even get the story at all and still get some beauty out of that movie. But Shyamalan is a prime example of maybe directors that we should spend more time looking at what they have built over the years and the careers they have. Because he does have masterpieces. Sixth Sense is a masterpiece, without a doubt. And Unbreakable is an achievement in a lot of ways. So he does have some stuff. I think The Village is underrated. Signs is a blast. Like, he's capable of making great stuff. He is capable, but... but we all are i have no doubt that if the three of us or if even if it was individual just us as just us alone like you write a script i write a script chris writes a script i guarantee we could pump something out like we're all capable of doing this but i don't know he's, he's done it more than once and he's also done it on varying different ranges that that's the, that's why I'm picking him as someone who's interesting. It, it I do understand that Last Airbender is a huge, huge painful wound for you. I it is a huge painful wound for me as a movie just to watch. I can't imagine for actual fans. <laughs> of the that movie is a is an abortion of cinema. There are so <laughs> many fucking bad choices as a film that it boggles my mind. There are maybe one or two things that I actually enjoy about that. But outside of that, it's a bevy of wrong choices. Not, And that's coming from someone who's never even once watched the show. I didn't even know his name was, wasn't fucking on. That's my least of concerns about that fucking honking pile of dinosaur shit. Okay. He is capable okay. of absolutely annoying me. Of making me insulted for sitting in a movie theater in the first place. He has made me pissed that I look someone in the face and mention his movie and give them money for it. But he's also, <laughs> I, I went to go see Signs three times on a vacation seeing family when I was really young. It came out and I was like, this movie is great. It's weird. It's different. It like, who's this walking Phoenix guy? Yeah. I, all about it and i like missed family events so that i could go see it he has entertained me on so many levels that i appreciate that and i just i'm all i'm saying is i wish that they could find other directors like him or sonnenfeld and follow their careers mikey for example and just follow the follow the things that make him good that are consistent with each film like i, I um patrick h willems did one about robert zemeckis that I just watched recently, and he's the same thing. Back to the Future, fucking uh, um, Flight is not bad. Uh, he, he made Forrest Gump. Like he also made Welcome to Marwin, and he's made crap, absolutely. <laughs> and it's so interesting to see how people do that. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I just thought it was a really interesting video. <laughs> I did like. Um, oh, I, okay, guys. So I have a special guest to come here and uh i just gotta get my own the thing fuck is happening? What is i that? know i know just let me get it going here it is uh i think uh he's he's a good friend of mine and you know him as well guys oh my god <laughs> oh my god 
Oh my god. <laughs> wow. I'm an enabler. <laughs> wow. Did he message you privately? He did. Apparently, he just got home in time. Hi, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. I just got here. Hey, welcome back, man. How you been? How was Come the on. birthday party? It was... Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> Zach's back. Zach's Full crew back. tonight, everybody. Um, I, I, I hear Alex and Peter started something. Yep. Yeah, we uh we started this thing, but we can't really talk about it. Oh, but so, on it. Um, <laughs> we'll tell you later. That, that's oh, I... so it's just them. Uh, on they're both on a toilet, and they're talking to each other, and that's pretty much the whole. We don't, we don't talk about it. I'm on the no, tank. I'm on the tank. So 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 you you you're not on a tank with giant <laughs> naked people eating people. <laughs> uh, Unfortunately, <laughs> we just blew past that. Oh, okay. 15-minute chat. So, that's what I hear. Uh, uh, I, I told Zach that I would reiterate my thoughts. Um, I think it's really good. I think it's really intense. Yes. I think uh, the action scenes are crazy. I think uh, Aaron himself is a psychopath. And yeah. um, I really like the his adopted sister. I think she should be the lead of the show. And... Um, I fucking and the monsters I know are going to get crazier, crazier. It's the main reason I enjoy it. But it reminds me a, a lot of Walking Dead, and yeah. I like the world building in it. And um, I think it's very elegantly made. And I can't wait to go. I, I didn't know it was eighty-five episodes, so it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting ride. Yeah, it, it's a bit long, and we're we're still gonna get about nine-ish more uh, next winter. But what 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 I think, Alex, you're gonna appreciate the most is how it. it turns from that kind of walking dead aesthetic into like straight neon genesis <laughs> i i do think it's intense and there is a lot of levity to it so i don't know if i'm gonna binge it uh, binge a lot at once i think i'm gonna take a few breaks maybe by seasons because it's intense man pretty intense and uh i told chris that i think it's something he should look out for because it is a really intense show where there is no levity at all, really, at all. Yeah, they don't fuck around. They they straight up tell you shit's fucked, and yeah, shit's fucked. A lot. <laughs> like, oh baby, a triple. Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess. I guess. Real quick, before I don't know if you guys got into Point Break or you guys are still talking. Nope. About. We haven't even gotten to Winter Soldier. So I'm gonna briefly tell talk about something. Alex and, and Peter have known all about this. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I finished Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah, you did. did. Yeah, I did. You and did. fuck Alex, that eighth episode. I mean, you and I had like, what, like a two-hour conversation after I watched that about just like that whole mind fuck that that episode is? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> At least. Uh, and, then, and then that last episode, I just... You didn't even necessarily answer everything. We haven't talked about that yet. No, you and I haven't. We, we need. I need to. I need to like get an exit interview on that one with you at some point. Well, the interesting thing that you and Peter both get that I never got. I never had anyone. I had no one in my life who had ever seen the show personally. I had no one online that I really had full conversations with. And everyone that was making videos of it weren't going to make an answer video or a reaction video to that end. 
for another day or two, and they're yeah. really going to be competent ones for another few weeks or a month. So, so what I was you did is you I'm made friends. Just, what is it? What what did I just watch? How do I do? I had no one. I yeah, dude. Like wow, that to 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 like watch that and not be able to like get answers is like I I I I just don't even know what to. First off. I, 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 again, Chris, uh, Sunday you'll watch this. I don't want to spoil it for you, but, but it ends in a way that shocks me a little bit as to the way it ends. Okay. That's a um, statement. Yes. Well, no, it, 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 well, no it, it, it's true though. It, there, Did I hit there, my cue? It really is. A, it really is an understatement with that ending. That ending. Oh boy. That That's. That opens a whole can of worms that I don't even know yet. And first off, to David Lynch, he fucking earned those Emmys that he never got. Because um, <laughs> Dougie Jones is an angel saint, and we all should learn from him. <laughs> Dougie Jones. Dougie Jones. Coffee. Coffee. <laughs> Damn good. That scene was so good. Oh, the it's coffee and dude, no, oh my God. the cherry pie scene. If that's in that fucking box, we can't kill him. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do it. You need to understand. What, what do you mean? You need to understand what I'm about to tell you. If it's in that box because of my dream, you can't kill him. And he's like, is there a fucking cherry pie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> which he whips it. it's, it's the fact that he's like i'm gonna tell you this one thing and then he whispers it in his brother's ear and then the brother's like immediately whips out his gun it's like there's no way there's a fucking cherry pie in there and he's <laughs> like is there a fucking cherry pie in there <laughs> it's, I, it's I, and then he so just says weird. cherry pie i'm like <laughs> it's so it's so fucking funny it i lost my mind that was so, so funny. funny i agree beer Oh my, oh my god, the cherry pie scene? I lost my brains. <laughs> that was so funny. I, I, I have a couple things that I'll say without saying too much, but the, the arm wrestling scene, how about that? Oh, yeah, the arm wrestling scene was great, too. Yeah, That was apparently uh, Kane Hodder, I think. Really? I believe that is Kane Hodder. Oh, and then also, you know, Twin Peaks, sponsored by Wendy's. Like, it ha- has to be. A lot, dude. There's a lot of sponsors. The fact that like somebody puts a phone and gets that Sony right up in that frame just to take a picture of the dead body, I was like, huh. Hmm. Uh, okay, so what, how did you feel about Audrey? I, I, oh my god, I, I have a lot of questions, and I think she's just psycho. Truthfully, you don't think that there's anything supernatural going on there? I. I don't know because I I have a particular theory about who for sure is possessed and her name is Sarah. Um, But, but Audrey is, I, I, I don't want to say it because like Chris is on, I know Chris is going to watch it. I don't want to spoil shit for him, but I, I think that there is something going on with Audrey and I don't think it's a possession. Let's go with that. Fair enough. I don't think it's a possession either. Um, I think if uh, anything, it's 
It's a it's a it's a tulpa, but but it's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, but I, dude, I I just don't know. That that's the thing. I don't think it's a possession. I think either she's just straight up crazy, and there's no other explanation for it, or she's a tulpa. But but uh, that that that's like my my thought process. Um. I, you spoke already. We already talked a, while, a lot about the music and how dope it is. Um, that music, that soundtrack is amazing. Uh, I, going back, I would say, rewatching with you, the, the scenes inside the roadhouse with just random people in general and watching how they, watching it now, I'm starting to tie a lot of things together with them and they're starting to make a little bit more sense. But how, how were they for you? Um, They felt like very nice and almost... Like the ones at the endings, at least there's a couple that that kind of are in the middle and at the beginning in a particular case of episode eight. But um, they felt, especially on the endings of the early episodes, they felt very calming. You know, some some of the shit that happens in some of those episodes get really hectic, and then it kind of feels like a natural fade out of all right. Let's check back at the roadhouse. We're gonna have this really cool band. There's some people who are gonna talk about shit. Some people might you know get an argument or whatever. But like it feels very mundane in terms of things. Mm. Which uh, and then and then last but not least, um, that ending. Did you feel it was a hopeful one or did you feel it was a uh, a bad one? Because there are theories that go both ways. So <laughs> I don't want to talk about it because I want Chris to watch this and then we can all talk about it together. But um, I think that there is something going on. And I want to know a lot more. Well, yeah, I mean, there is something going on. And even I don't have answers to what I'm saying is, do you feel like what happened at the end is something that you feel hopeful about or something that you look at and you're like, "Mm, no, that didn't go well. That didn't go well. I I genuinely believe it. It's kind of I don't even know if I'd even really say either, because it's like it's it's it got me kind of a a example of the adventure continues type thing kind of feel mm-hmm. like like there's still something out there and that you know they, they're still just because the events of episode 17 18 happened doesn't mean that that's the end all be all there there's still a couple threads left over that i know we'll never get but that's fine and i think well, there is a book, there there is a book that ties a lot of things together because they aren't going to continue this show wise and yeah, mark yeah. frost did write a book afterwards yeah um, there's something especially with uh, with Judy that uh, I feel like really needs some answering because I feel like there's some stuff going on there. Also, I just want to point this out. Chris, Laura Dern is the greatest actress of all time. Fuck you, Albert. Yes, 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 I know. Fuck me, Albert. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Dern's amazing. Laura Dern is... <laughs> is incredible in this show absolutely incredible in this show she i just her sassiness to everybody from from like the most mundane of characters to the most non-mundane characters is just perfect absolutely perfect i love it just straight up telling them the most hardened person you have met in the in the entire franchise up till this point just telling her fuck you constantly <laughs> is amazing yeah she's a pip I love her. I 
Laura Dern and fucking Diane is the fucking best. I love both of them. <laughs> it's nice to see you again, Diane. Oh, God. Oh. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, that's so rough. That's oh, so that whole exchange is so rough. That's great. She doesn't give a shit who that is. Oh, I love it. I uh, obviously, Alex. The the quote of this whole thing that I have quoted many times over is "Got a light." Yeah, <laughs> got a light. Got a light. <laughs> the horse is the white of the eyes. Oh God. <laughs> oh, perfect, man. I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I knew you would. It seemed really. like a lot of the crazy shit in The Return Alone is up your alley. Maybe one day you'll get to those 11 episodes that you missed. Yeah. I think you'd enjoy the deleted scenes. Yeah. And the rest missed of 11 episodes? I didn't watch episode 9 to 20. Wow. Yeah. He missed, he missed, like, James and the woman he, like, tries to kill the husband of. He misses, like, Dude. Uh, a Confederate soldier. He misses all the boring stuff in season 2. I mean, I get that, but you were that impatient. He wasn't. It wasn't. That he was impatient. He just wasn't enjoying it. Yeah, it I want. And and the return is an entirely different show. Yes, um, I will say though, like the return, for as crazy and nutty as as it is in really particular parts, the show feels very down to earth at times. That that season, like, there's some really really mind blowing crazy shit that happens in there. But there's also, like, a ton of super mundane things of just people trying to figure out this this mystery. And it, and then there's, you know, fucking Dougie Jones and Mr. Jackpot and whatever. <laughs> like, 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 in that episode in, in, in the restaurant with the Meachums and that old lady who he helped get the Jackpot just comes up and just has that, like, really mundane, like, you helped me, you reunited me with my son. I was, like, bawling. I'm like, oh, Dougie, you're the best. Oh. She's so sweet, though. She gets like it just proves that all really the only thing that would save so many people's problems is money. Money would answer the problems for so many people. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, She's got her son there. She has a house. She got a dress. She was wearing makeup. She was like a homeless woman, and he he yeah, totally she, changed her she, life. It's beautiful. She was like fingering people left and right when you first meet her, and then she comes in. She's this sweet old lady who's just like you helped me with all my problems. I'm like, oh my god. She was just a dirty old woman fingering people in a casino, and he changed her life. Yeah, dude, I, Dougie Jones, <laughs> you goddamn angel. <laughs> it's so because, like I said, a lot of people were very impatient with Dougie Jones, really wanting Cooper to come back. And the yeah. more I watch, the more I'm like, Dougie Jones is amazing. I, you know, and, and what's funny is like right about halfway through the season, I, I was kind of starting to feel that like, all right. The Dougie Jones bit has kind of lost its luster. It was funny for a few times, and now I just like want Cooper back. But then, as I as as we went on, and it was just still like Dougie Jones, just like doing really mundane things, and the Meacham storyline, and everything else going on with that. I was like, "Fuck this! I fucking love Dougie. I don't care if Cooper comes back." <laughs> but when he does, though, oh, when he does, it's amazing. And secretly, like for for a while going into it, I was like really annoyed by like Andy and Lucy. But then, like, Andy and Lucy, like, really came about at the end, like, the last two episodes. I was like, all right. Okay. Yeah. When Andy, when, when Andy goes to the lodge and then comes back and he's like, she's important. Come with me. And you're like, oh, my God. 
okay, man, you're a man with a plan. Like, um, and then and then and then like the thing I really loved, and this is the best thing, was drunk guy in in the in in the lockup unit with the bullet hole. <laughs> <laughs> it's just annoying. Chad is like the most annoying, horrible person, ever. and he and he's just like hurling at him, and he looks like a like half like a zombie because he's like bleeding out his mouth. And it's like so there's, a theory it? that that, there's a theory that that is Billy. Interesting. Inter. That's actually very interesting. No confirmation though. No, that's fine. That's super interesting. But I I love that whole bit. Every time, every time, uh, Nidina is that how you pronounce her name? Eyeless woman. I I think it's I don't remember. Eyeless woman. Whatever. Every time, like eyeless woman, the drunk guy and. Chad were on screen those last few episodes were just amazing. <laughs> it was so funny. Because he got Chad, so fucking pissed at them all. Chad deserved it. Oh, yeah. Chad's a fucking tool. So is fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh, the dude <laughs> ran down the kid. I his name. Richard. R- Richard, yeah. Fuck Richard. Like, fuck him senseless. Like, he's, he's fuck, <laughs> Jesus, fucking man, I'm good. I'm good. Nice, I like that. I'm gonna use that. Fucking senseless. <laughs> Next time I sing "Fucker Gently" by Tenacious G. I'm <laughs> yeah, dude. Like... Uh, well, I'm glad, dude. I'm I'm really happy. I I, I I knew you'd enjoy it. Yeah, I'm I'm very happy. Alex, I'll tell you what you'll be watching. I think it's something that you're gonna want to watch, anyways. Uh, Sweet. Anime's in a row. I love it. I, I, All I, together at the same time. Yeah, I, I, I think we're going to do Space Dandy. Yay! But, uh, and, I, and I know you're going to enjoy it. It's so on the nose and so very you. And it, it's going to be a good show to help balance out Attack on Titan 2 because it's very humorous. Sweet. I'm in. I'm in for it. I'm going to dive in and I'm just going to shut the world off around me. Yeah, I, I think you're going to enjoy it. it. It's really fun. It's very on the nose. The lead actor, <laughs> Isaac or Ian Sinclair, whatever, he's amazing. Uh, if you watch any of his interviews, he's very funny, and he and he and he he's just a he's a huge movie, anime, video game nerd ever. And he 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 just he's great. <laughs> it's it's a really fun show. Watch it in dub. Don't watch it on the sub. The dub's better. Um, one because the dub came up before the sub, so it's the only anime to ever have done that. Hmm. That's right, you told me that. Yeah, so watch the English dub; it you won't regret it. Uh, and yeah, and and enjoy the ride because it's it's a nutty one and it's so fun. Nice. All right, space dandy it is. Yeah, I I I was I was I was on the fence between maybe putting you through Fullmetal Alchemist, but I think. And, but once you kind of told me you were doing Attack on Titan, I knew that, like, you kind of need something a bit shorter, something a bit much more fun, much more humorous, and very on the nose with, with all its jokes. So it with sounds it. like the ice to the whiskey. Yep. Pretty yes. much. Yes. Also, I plan on getting into Animorphs on the side, so that's supposed to get <laughs> fucking depressing. God, that's Alan! Supposed, that's supposed to turn into a hardcore war story at the end, so I'm what? I'm ready to, like, gobble up some what? intense shit this summer. Dude, yeah. I, I, oh, oh, dude, Animorphs gets fucked up. Yeah, dude, Animorphs turns into, like, a straight genocide story. It's weird. Yeah. It, it's, it's psycho. But, uh, yeah, I think you're going to enjoy Space Dandy. It's a lot of fun. 
it's something you could easily watch over a weekend if you just wanted to rip through it really quickly, um, which is nice. You could you could do thirteen episodes a day, which is uh, which is approximately six hours, six and a half hours each. So yeah, so. So, so you could really—it's a really nice bite-sized story that I think you could get into. I might, I might spice it out. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, if you want to spice it out, do it. But like, it's also something that if you don't and you just want to get through it on a weekend, you can just power through a weekend with it. Noise, 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 noise. No, you want ice with the whiskey. Yes. You oh, want... yeah. Noise. Yeah. No. You. Noise. Noise. Okay. X D. X D. So so so, do we do we want to move on to the thing or, or do we? I don't know. Do we, Chris? Well, yeah. well, I was in the middle of a conversation with Chris here. We were texting. <laughs> Chris and I have been texting. <laughs> it's chatting it up, you know. We're assholes. Sorry. No. Well, honestly, did you did you like the did you like Wendy's though? Like you normally go there. I had one horrible experience at Wendy's, and it just got so bad. The food was so bad, and we just tried to just tell we just tried to tell the fucking employees that like the food was just bad. Okay, like I'm not here to ride your ass. I'm just like. I don't know what happened. It's like you dropped the burger and soaked it in grease. Like, I'm not a Karen. My mom's not a Karen. We're like, what do we do? Honestly, who do we talk to? And then the the chick, you know, was all fucking dumb. I don't even know how to describe her. I'm trying to be nice. But she's just stupid. Like, actually dumb. And then we left. And then we get a call from a manager. And she was also dumb. And she's like, well, what do you want me to do about it? I, I swear to God, if you one day become like the biggest Karen I know, I won't be surprised. <laughs> what a story, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you be surprised, man? Why? <laughs> like, it sounds like you like you hate them so much that one day you'll become them. I just feel like you stare into the abyss long enough, it stares back. Damn, dude, that's deep, but I'm never going to go that far. You just want, you just told the story about how you walked into Wendy's and told them their food sucks. Yeah, um. I did. I'm like, dude, I got, I've gone here so many times. Like, what? Genuinely, what happened? Like, your burgers are normally good. Like, I don't know what happened. Can I just another? Can I honestly? Can I just get another burger? Like, I was fucking 13 or 14 years old. My mom's like, we're not here to ride your ass. Can we just get like another burger? Like, this something happened with this one. You're like, no, we can't do that. Weird. <laughs> yeah, I so, know it is. God damn it. Okay, so where was I? Right. I only mentioned the name Shion. Sh- I can't say it anymore. I can't say Shama- it. Shama- can't say it. Yeah, that guy. Uh, I only mentioned his name, and then Alex and Peter went on the tangent. <laughs> And I was like, and then that's when Zach came in. I was like, all right, well, there go the next 30 minutes. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. It's all good. Guys, I watched Fox Hunt. Oh, How was Fox Hunt? Please tell me. Please tell me. Oh, my God. Listen, ever since <laughs> last night, I've been trying to figure out <laughs> what to say. And I really, 
<laughs> it's bad. Right? Rob Lowe is in this. Yes, Rob Lowe's in it. <laughs> is that- Thank you, Captain Obvious. Um, so... So is can't okay this is as weird as it gets i know you guys were in the like alex i know you got like 10 minutes in 12 15 minutes in i don't know which uh walk that you watched playthrough whatever but um god there's multiple there's two one's oh. more thorough than the other though oh my god and apparently there are multiple endings it's like what that's having that's insane that's like two movies in one fucking movie you can so, choose which movie you want to watch in that movie. That's insane. I mean, so, is that is that any more insane than watching like Black Mirror Bandersnatch though? God. Anyway, um, I have no idea what that is. Huh? So what I so what happened was, this guy was more thorough than what I saw. He this protagonist, um, Jack Fremont, played by Andrew Bowen, who do, apparently does voice work now. Um, Good for him. Good for him. So. He looks into his, like, his uh, lounge chair, whatever that's called. He's going into the cushion. He finds his keys. Typical, right? You lose your keys in a very comfortable chair. He finds a pair of scissors. What? What? He then finds a piece of what I think is ABC gum. And puts it in his mouth. This is a game? This is a point and click Uh Choose your own adventure. I'm looking this up. I'm looking this up right now. Fox Hunt. Um. So. It's not okay. Just so you know, it's not called Fox Hunt Drive. It's called Fox Hunt. Y'all have to. Y'all have to look up Fox Hunt Game or Fox Hunt Play. Yeah. No. I I made. I got a bunch of cute fox videos, and I'm not disappointed. Yeah, it's fox hunting. Like. Yeah. No. Um. Fox. Never mind. Game. That the guy beats up his fridge and yells at it and sh- like shakes it without opening it and says Dude. to it, I'm hungry. Oh my God. Never so- mind that. Okay. There's a plate. Never mind that he has a plate oh from God. a taco joint in it, on his kitchen shelf. He looks at it. He reads what it says on the plate. I can't remember exactly what it says. Then he just licks it. Like, just the most dramatic, long lick. Like, never mind that. Never mind that a giant obese man crawls through his window, which is six stories off the ground, and challenges him to, like, um, mutual combat in his apartment. Um, Which episode of Attack on Titan is this? I have no idea. Um, but um, never like, <laughs> and the way he beats him up is so funny too. Um, never mind that. Halfway through this, Rob Lowe shows oh up. God. They're on a plane. Okay. I just got to the fridge scene. This is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? <laughs> never mind. Okay, like never mind all that. Rob Lowe shows up halfway in this in this move in this uh. Weird game, movie, hybrids, whatever. They're on a plane. This is wild. And apparently he plays a celebrity. That's Mm -hmm. oh yeah. Let me tell you the premise of this of this movie. So Jack Fremont 
is a TV enthusiast, and he is recruited by the CIA to decrypt a Russian um, TV writer's messages in his uncredited work, so they could find the um, so they could find the override codes to a Russian nuclear launch. What the f- what? Okay. Wow. Are you following what, me? So what far? is he wearing? I don't know, but he wears his backpack everywhere. No, what is Rob Lowe wearing? So what he's is got this? A mustache too. So okay, so he's on this plane. Turns out he's surrounded by twelve other people, men and women alike, that all got surgery to look exactly like him. Are you fucking kidding me? They're all super obsessed with this Rob Lowe celebrity guy. What? And then they all jump out of the plane. Oh Everyone God. jumps out the plane. Like this move, like the movie we're, we we watched tonight. <laughs> they all jump out of this plane. Dude, I'm watching it as you're saying it. This is fucking crazy. And Keep so going. the objective of this, this is a um, a, a shoot 'em up scene. Okay. Or uh, uh no, no yeah. one's driving, by the way. No one's. Yeah, no one's- <laughs> I guess not. So um, no, there's a pilot that looks exactly. <laughs> Rob Lowe. Everybody the in this plane looks too. like Rob Lowe. So, no pilot. so he's shooting these guys out of midair. Okay. Oh my god. And their way it's... of their way of deterring him, or they're trying to get at him, is dropping anvils on him in <laughs> midair. Oh <laughs> my god. And the way he like bats them away is if he shoots them with a nine millimeter gun. Falling anvils. How? Fox you know, hunt. As you can imagine, I have a lot of questions, and I'm gonna <laughs> hold all of them. So no. So I had to pull my punch when I watched it. When I did a little more research, um, apparently it was marketed on the cover, comedy spy thriller. Oh my god. I had to pull my pu- Then I realized, okay, with that title, I was like, okay, this is ready to rumble. This is Freddy Got Fingered. This is like that, but it's not as graphic. It's not as gross, but it's just crazy. I feel like- Rob Lowe lookalikes falling out of a plane and trying to drop anvils on you from midair. I'm and watching that you- right now. You- when the way you bat them away is if you shoot them with a, with a gun, with a pistol. Dude, I- I- when the <laughs> anvils hit him, it's like rubber and it bounces back up in the air. This is funny. I feel like I've been saving this. I've been saving this. I feel like with the cases of like ready to rumble and like Freddy got fingered though, like the gross out humor is to its benefit. Rather with this, it's to its detriment that they just no. don't have any. So here's what I was gonna say, right? I was gonna so up until that point, I was like, Alex, you gotta wa-. I was I was gonna tell you, Alex, you need to watch this with a clean head. Like, I don't think you need I don't think you need hallucinogenics to, like, truly experience this. Then that scene showed up. I'm like, you know what? Go ahead. Go crazy, man. Go crazy. Go crazy. Go crazy. Like, that, 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 I'm telling you, the movie had peaked right there. Is Elvis in this? What the hell? Yeah. George Lazenby's in this. Oh, my fucking God. He plays... Charlotte Copley's character from Hardcore Henry. He shows up everywhere and in every costume. This is insane. Wow. So it's not Elvis? 
No. Oh. I guess Dang not. Died in seventy-seven. Did he though? Yes. Did he though? Yes. Okay. But did he though? Oh, good point. Maybe. Just had to go super high pitch with that one. Uh, just like, what's with the sex scene? I don't understand. That. I don't know what the top with. See, I'm to- I, I, I totally, I'm bullshitting right now. I have no idea. To know that that's the kind of thing you do watch on hallucinogens, because like that—that's the kind of thing that I watch. Love on a leash. Like it, the moment Surfer becomes available, I'm both watching it with Point Break and this. Wait, <laughs> is there actually a sex scene? I was totally fucking kidding. Is there a sex scene in this? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not that I can remember. All I know is that point and click sex scene. Point and click porno. Let's do it. Um, no, God. Uh, I'm not doing it. No. So, okay. <laughs> You'd like so it. the whole thing is the way they do this. They're in Los Angeles, right? Yes. They have to go to Los Angeles to, I think, Nevada. They have to go to Vegas. What is this ending? What is and then, <laughs> excuse me. Um, but um, what the fuck? <laughs> So looking at very confused. I can tell it's amazing. Isn't it amazing? So um is this like Star Wars kind of ending? Like I don't get it. What? So I guess that's the best ending. Um, but apparently there are multiple endings that I have not looked into yet, though. That's insane. Um, that's so fucking crazy, dude. So I don't know <laughs> what I'm looking at. I just skipped to the end. All of a sudden they're in like giant pill bottles with with when bulb like spherical windows that are uh, you know like domes and they're shooting wow. through this tube with uh, a bunch yeah! of lights going through it That's and they're the shooting at each other battle of the end there's machine guns all over these giant pills like i don't know what is happening so and their faces are to, pressing they, up so against the glass oh my Los god Los angeles to get to, oh that's god. where they get the first clue what is happening second clue is in nevada then apparently the third clue is in Colorado somewhere. So this is giant skiing section. And he's, sh- there's a gun out of one of those uh, sticks that you ski with. They made a gun out of that. Um, Dude. And so. This um, is, this then end- they have to go back to Nevada to the exact same room where they found the first clue. The second clue. Oh, yeah, he beats up a bunch of showgirls. <laughs> I'm still uh, in the ending. They're still doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Well, that's to 90s FMVs. Dude, it's nonstop, literally sh- the same shots over and over and over and over and over. You get what I'm saying here? Yeah. Over and over. I'm also, skipping like 30 seconds, minutes here on YouTube, just continuing to go. This thing is. I did not skip. I watched every second. The tube thing going on, like going down this tube chute for like ten minutes. You did okay. The the CIA tried to drown the protagonist Jack Fremont. It's fucked up. In uh, poker chips, not poker chips. uh, Like uh, casino chips. Possible or tokens. (laughs) So what they did was they put him in a chain, a small little like chamber 
and right underneath a woman who's like been gambling for 36 straight hours, which is exactly what they said. And so the guy's just screaming, like, stop gambling. <laughs> he finally finds a way to short circuit the um the machine. And she wins the jackpot, and then that's how he gets out. Which you don't see him get out. You just see him out after that scene. There are missing transitions. Yeah. I just that's crazy. I'm somehow I've managed to play this as you're telling me it. I don't know how that's working. But Stop gambling! Please! Just, that's it. He's just out. And then he's just hanging out. He's like on a lawn chair. Just... At least in my version. Wow, what a great movie. Let's watch all the other ones. <laughs> just... It, uh, was, it was just a great time. And... I had a blast. <laughs> just, just now. It was fucking great. Rob Lowe and a bunch of lookalikes jumped out of the plane, and oh my gosh, like dude! But they're a- wearing they're wearing jackets that look like there's credit cards, like metal credit cards sewn all over them. Yeah, I don't uh, get it. What is? I happening? think those are harnesses for the uh, their parachutes. What the fuck? They're like metal plates all over their jacket, like suit yeah. jackets. Suit jackets. I don't mean like a jacket, like a zip up jacket or something. Like suit jackets. Josh, it's, oh man, it was just so, it was just so fun. Like, that was a, man, I'm so glad it was two hours. And somehow it got split up between three discs, apparently. That is fucking crazy. (laughs) So, yeah, I was like, Alex, you need to watch this with like a straight head. Up until that Rob Lowe scene, it was like, you know what? Fair game. Go for it. Like, it's choppy because it's a 90s FMV. Yeah. So the video is not going to play cleanly. No. But, like, what happens? Oh, man. Worth it. Worth it. I watch old old movies, man. Quality with what you're going for is content sometimes. That content alone. I just was like, I, I, had, I had nothing else to do. I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish Fox Hunt for the show. And I did. It was crazy. So, Well, congrats, man. You made it out. I, mean, I really just like, I can't wait for you guys to maybe watch it. And we just do an offbeat episode on it because like it was that'd so be, crazy. That'd be awesome, dude. Uh, happy to. Happy to. How, okay, so how many... How many different stories are in this one thing? Like how many I think it how- follows one thing. It follows one storyline. Okay. And depending on what you manage to collect mm-hmm. throughout the game, you have to search a lot of like shelves and all that to find different stuff. Okay. Um like like he found like after he beat up the showgirls, he found uh just one single um bullet in one oh, of one of their panties. Cool. So but like, is the ending always going to be the same? No. Apparently, there are different endings. Oh my god! Depending on what you that's, manage to do. That's so fucking cool, though. That's so. That's so wild. That's like. That's oh, I didn't childhood. even talk about the final. Like, I didn't even talk about the French guy who follows you the entire time. And tries to like 
<laughs> sway you from your um uh your journey um at least i Don't think he's french eat it when that happens God. yeah um so yeah and he's just like listen like first time you see him he barges into the dude's apartment mm. and then he just kisses him oh first thing he does kisses him and then yeah. points a gun in his face <laughs> as you jump out a six-story window and you're perfectly fine what? crazy so does he have this super soldier serum i guess is that why he's able to is that a good segue so one of the end fights right mm-hmm. you fight okay so the boss before that tube sequence peter Okay, yeah, the tube sequence is that what we're calling that. You get a guy in some kind of like loincloth with a spear. Wow, I missed that. At the same time, you get a professional wrestler. Okay. At the same time, you get a caveman with a giant club. Fuck, pick your poison. You have to Damn. fight all three. Oh, you have to fight all and three? Then once you're once you've beaten them. They start mm -hmm. to get up again, and George Lazenby comes in. He what? says, hey, you gotta go get the bad guy. And he just shoots all three of them. Oh my god. <laughs> it's brilliant. Oh, wow. So, in that tube sequence, uh -huh. are they going down, or are they horizontal the whole time? Just going really horizontal fast? the whole time, just going at a very fast what? speed. What? Is it a game? Like... Is it a ride? Like, are they going through a ride and then they have machine guns attached to it just for the sake of this story? Like, yeah, we're going to put machine guns on these. That's how we're going to fight them. Or is it like these machines in this giant fucking tube have machine guns attached to them for some reason? Like, is this a ride? Is this... I don't get it. Where, where know, are man. they? Where are they? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where they are. But anyway. For this, clearly. It's uh, I am looking forward to when you guys really dive into this because it's awesome, and I am now like morbidly curious as to how many other like, because like I kind of suspect that they pitched this as a movie, and they. Couldn't quite do that. I dude, I don't know. And they and or nobody would buy it. So they they decided, okay, it's a game. What? They decided to make it a point and click game, and then they added a bunch of like. <laughs> that makes less sense than the first so, option. <laughs> so so Chris, I, I I feel like you're right, but my problem that keeps coming with me at the end of the day is. I would want to believe in you that idea way more if this was like a point and click made in the eighties. Nineties. No, I I said. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it was made in ninety six. So I'm yeah, like, I believe that Capcom was just that arrogant. <laughs> okay. 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 That's, that's I I feel like that's a fair assessment. Like if this was made in like eighty nine. Eight, like 86 to 89 I'd be like okay you know that's probably a failed movie idea they're just like yeah let's make it a video game you know the kids will love it uh, but, but all right this, okay you know what you're right this was made right Capcom which makes me ask a lot of questions 
Um, what the fuck happened here? So, okay. Fox Hunt was developed on a budget of two million my god oh my god that's a lot lot for the late 90s though (sighs) two million dollars that's it yeah development was (laughs) largely handled by movie studio three vision number three vision number three vision okay actually i want to look up that i'm gonna look them up (laughs) i'm gonna look them up they 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 haven't done anything. It looks okay. So now it looks okay. So it was in the UK. That explains yep. why explains all the accents. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently now it's an international TV content consultancy, which isn't surprising. They distribute now. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> interesting. Um, so now I gotta look up the people who are involved. It's this, um, it's this wonderful company called Capcom. <gasps> okay. So Matt Pikin, um writer, he was a writer and producer. Hmm. Um best known for like it looks th- like- Yeah, hang on, hang on. So Pikin has written for many television shows, including uh, the invisible, the Invisible Man. Okay. Um, DC, a show called DC. Don't know. Um, a show is a show called Queer as Folk. Oh, okay. Uh, a show called John Doe. All right. Yeah. Wait, he helped write Las Vegas. Yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> He has produced episodes for okay, yeah, those episodes. Um, he also is listed as the consulting producer on a number of episodes of the first season of Mr. Robot. Wow, good for him. <laughs> this guy got work. Good for him. It's a good show to get attached to. I did not expect that. That's a, that's amazing. So yeah, everybody. <laughs> that is awesome. So yeah, there you go, everybody. Fox Hunt. I watched it. Woo! Yay. Great now. episode, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll get to we'll get to Fox Hunt for sure. So real quick. Wait, we didn't just do the Fox Hunt thing. No. So real quick, let's talk about uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Oh boy, I love this episode, dude. I can't believe it. I can't believe Sam died. That's fucking insane. I know. How do you how do you write Oh shit. Do you think do you think I spoiled it for someone? Dude, we gotta go back. Can we go back? No, no, no. Sam totally dies on the inside. Can wait, we go wait. back real quick? Can wait, we... Peter. Do we have to go back to Jack? I never met him. You never met Samurai Jack? No, not personally. Who do you think I am? Uh, did you meet Samurai Jack? I did meet Samurai Jack. He came from the past to save the future. Oh my god, what was he like? Was he tall? Uh, no, he was quite short, actually. Really? Yeah. I give a shit, then. <laughs> His middle name was wow. Peter. Samurai Peter Jack. You got standards. You're picky. I like taller guys. What do you think? 
Yeah, yeah, they got to be taller than me, so they got to be over over six foot one. God, that would be a giant in like old. Jesus, can you imagine if Samurai Jack was like seven feet tall? God, yeah, man. I mean, Aku was probably seven feet. God, he's a goddamn powerhouse, dude. That'd be that would be terrifying. Real beef mountain. Oh, the beef mountain. So, no, I, I do have height soldier. standards. My my girlfriend's um seven three. <laughs> really? She's not. She's seven two. Stop lying. Are you like? Well, she wears heels. Serious? I can't tell. My girlfriend? Yes, your girlfriend. I'm very serious with my girlfriend. We're very <laughs> serious. Oh, no. <laughs> she's like seven two. No, she's like. She just turned uh, twenty one. Yeah, she's not she's 72. To... Fuck you, man. You've got these buttons down, man. Finger <laughs> on the trigger. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's about um about six five? Six six six. You and your tall anyway. problems. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Falcon Winter Soldier, everybody. Um, Falcon Winter Soldier. Woo! What an episode. Well, first of all, let's cover the things that I got right last week, motherfuckers. Okay, well, some of those I gave you. dead. No, I got that he took the soldier serum. Yeah. Yeah, you did. You did. You did. And I got that Isaiah should get the shield. Yeah. And then out of the two options from Decapitate, it was one or two. Either he died or he killed somebody, and I got one of them. Yeah, yeah decapitation America. I, I do have to say... Credit goes to Nick Mason for that ad joke. I, That's so good. That's Chris, so good. I will say this, though. I, I actually really loved the mundaneness of this episode. Yeah. Like, this really was just like... Sam and Bucky kind of farting around for like 50 minutes getting Sam's problems resolved. And at the end of the day, I mean, at the end of the episode, spoiler alert, Sam gets a fucking vibranium suit, which is fucking awesome. Um, I I think this is the box. I think this is my personal favorite one. I I don't, I, I don't. Yes. I would say it wasn't necessarily that mundane things are happening so much as, Less action was happening, but more character development was happening. More thematic uh, storytelling was happening. Um, the bulk of the episode was just Sam and Bucky fixing up. Uh, right. Yes. Sam's yes. Well, uh, the se- of the second half, yes, but the first half was of Sam kind of failing a lot, going to Isaiah, going to his sister, getting the town together. This was Sam's episode, not yeah. really Bucky's at all. Bucky was. There, sure, but this was a, this was the Sam heavy episode that I needed to yeah. really appreciate this show more because it's yeah. like Buck, Bucky had the first half, and now it looks like it's leaning more on Sam. Obviously, Bucky's going to go talk to that old man based off Sam's advice. Who, guess what? Sam was a counselor at the end of the fucking episode. It was amazing. He was great. He was fantastic in this episode. I, I, Way more than Bucky, yeah. but uh, also. Um, uh, yes, I do think it wasn't so much that it was mundane as as it was like just character stuff. Which uh, again, if you have six hours of something, you can stretch a movie out and have these kind of beats. I'm very happy with this overall. Like I, I'm really excited to go into the final episode because now because now we know that like 
John is going to be up to something. Like he's not he's not going to take this this basically like all but dishonorable discharge uh, lightly. And he's God, his no. and his mental his mental sanity I think is going to go. So what's going to be really interesting he's at the end. Gone. God. Oh, no, I know, I know, I know, I know. I was going to say, yeah. He's going like, to become egotistical. He's going to be more egotistical than he already was. He was egotistical in the sense that he's like, this is what you trained me to do. I did exactly what you wanted, and you're just kind of saying, fuck you. Now he's going to go from the point of, fine, if you don't, if you don't want me to do that, then I'm going to do exactly what I want to do, which is to go around and fucking kill people left and right. Okay, so... Uh... I, I gotta say, I, you know what I found out this week? I didn't know he was fucking, uh, um... I didn't know uh, he was fucking. He's the son of, Ru he's the son of a yeah, famous Yeah, Russell. He's Kurt Russell's son. Didn't know yeah, that. I didn't know Kurt Russell's son. Yeah, that's the actor. Oh, wow. Did not uh, know that. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad uh, I found out. I was gonna I say, like, he has, his he has his mom's hair. Yeah. Oh and God, his dad's he's got jaw. His, he's got his yeah. dad's jaw. Like, it's just an implant. That shit is... Yeah, like so they wild. 3D printing before it was a thing. Like they just that's how they did it in the womb. I'm I'm just really excited <laughs> because I'm pretty sure the next episode is gonna have a huge three way standoff between Sam, Bucky, uh John and uh and what's her name? Carly. A lot of like yeah. that's a lot three. of plates are spinning and they're about to fall. Yeah. I and, I honestly think Isaiah's gonna show up in there too. Really? I, I would want bold take, bold take. Here we go. I, I want to hear. No, I want to hear this. I want to see Isaiah too. That would be cool. I think they set it up. Yeah. Yeah. This, I, mm, no, no. So the conversations that I've been trying to have, right? So, um, for me, like this was a great episode. Like that whole talk between uh, Sam and Bucky. When they're just throwing the shield. Um, like, that was awesome. That was like, man, that's the that's the writing that I'm here on Earth to experience. Um, but the conversations that I've been, like, having with people, I'm just like, guys, who's the power broker? Now it's, now it's become a game for me. Power like, broker? I hardly know her. I, I'm, <laughs> oh, oh fucking that, crap! What, My God, what's, what's really interesting? Did that joke yesterday? No, I wasn't expecting anything from you because I already told you that you're off the hook, man. Okay, I, what, what's really, <laughs> what's really interesting about all this? You, <laughs> I'm getting this feeling like we're probably not gonna find out who the power broker is. Truth? No way! Come on! Come uh, on! Uh, I think. I think we'll get more hints. I'm not holding anything to it. I, I think, uh, I don't think it's that important. Yeah. Well, not yet, at least. Not I yet. think they, you have I, to set so much shit up in this last episode for it to be like, ah, well, I don't think that's going to happen. I think, you know, uh, Alex, didn't you say that they might do another season or they don't really know or. There's been nothing confirmed, but it seems like there's a lot. My, my reason for thinking that there would be a second season for this, though nothing is confirmed, is that we don't know where any of this story is going to go next, what movie or what show they were going to carry on this stuff. So it seems like a second season would be more of a possibility 
than with Wanda because we knew where Wanda was going next. We don't know where these characters are going. There is a lot, and there's a whole world now. So I I feel like Isaiah Isaiah showing up and appearing into the world is a setup for his character to go on and have more stories in the second season. I feel like the power broker being revealed is something that they do at the end, just like as a little thing. They're like, oh, remember we were asking who the power broker? When was the last time they said the power broker's name outside of getting a text to that girl because she stole the serum? They've I'm, never mentioned the power broker. Right? It, like- it is very easy for people to forget about that. My guess yeah. is that towards the end, we'll maybe find out. But like, it's pretty obvious. It's either... It's um, either Carter or it was Julia Louis Dreyfus showing up. It's one of the two. So, Ooh, so that was going to be my next question. So, so real quick, uh, actually, uh, good point, Chris. What I was going to say is, um, and I, by the way, Alex, I just want to point out what I say at the start of the series: Sharon Carter is a power broker. <laughs> it's it's a strong possibility now. But it, here's the thing that I would say to that: the other thing that still don't buy it. Hold on, hold on, real quick, though. We do know who Julie Marie Dreyfus actually is, though. Uh, she is a character known as Madame Hydra, so she will play a Hydra-like role further Great, down. thanks. There goes my AIM theory right out the window. Well, I thought it was well, going to be AIM. I thought it was going to be AIM. Well, well, Chris, just because she's Madame Hydra does not mean that Madame Hydra doesn't work for AIM. That's the name of the character. That's not, not the power broker. What? Or that she's not the power broker. Yeah, the the possibility is that she's all three. Truthfully, is that she's Mam Hydra, the power broker, and our- Jesus well, fucking Christ, man! I like titles are important here. Let's let's go back to what Chris is saying. Here. <laughs> I don't. I'm more focused on Sam and Bucky here, and Isaiah's plot especially. Holy shit! Also, okay, all right, all right, all right. I, I don't to sweep it out of the way. I, I do want to say. I, I agree with Peter. Like, I, I was telling Peter this last night. If I were to separate any of this to make one movie out of it, out of all of these stories, which I think thematically work very well together, so I don't want to take anything away, but I think the weakest link is if, if, if Sharon Carter is the power broker, that makes the least amount of sense out of anything. It's also <laughs> actually looks the most obvious to be the thing that's going to happen. It's 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 more than likely the thing that's going to happen, and I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that, but it also makes the least amount of sense. And the most amount of sense is everything involving uh, Sam giving up the shields, becoming Captain America, meeting Isaiah and John Walker. That to me should have been another movie called Falcon, Captain America, or Captain America Falcon. It should have been its own movie. And I love all this fucking stuff. I I think it's all good. I think it's great and everything. I think Bucky should have had his own show called Winter Soldier. And put Zemo in there, put Wakanda in there. I wish that Sam had his own movie. But uh, outside of that, I'm enjoying this a lot. Yeah, I mean, overall, I'm just, like, very happy. Like, first off, I'm genuinely happy that Disney decided to do both WandaVision and this as TV shows. And I'm sure I'm going to feel the exact same way when we get to Loki this summer. Um, is that I don't think these could have been movies. I think they had to be TV shows because they had a lot of ground they had to cover. And they, they so far, they fucking have nailed the head on the coffin every single time. I think the story of WandaVision could have been a movie. I think the way they executed it could have only been television. Like, if it was a movie, then it would have to be 
her thinking of movies or, or, or having watched movies as a child. But as a TV show, it worked so well to do so many interesting, weird things. And yeah. again, first and foremost, it was a comedy before it was a dramedy. Uh, and uh, I, I do think that Winter Soldier and Falcon and Winter Soldier couldn't be a movie with everything that's going on. But I do think that there's elements in here that could work singularly on their own as films. Oh, I agree. But I think, like, the, the, here's the thing, though. And this is the thing I'm starting to notice, especially with Phase 4, is that going into whatever Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is, which is going to kind of be our Avengers movie, this 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 uh, phase, they have a lot of ground to cover from the end of Endgame to wherever that's starting. Uh and it looks like these TV shows are doing a lot of getting us from point A to point B in a very fun and interesting and dynamic way. Um, I, again, I don't know how many people are going to show up in those movies. We're not entirely sure what Spider-Man has in store for us. We're not really sure if um, are going to have anything to do with Doctor Strange at the end of the day or anything else. The, but the point of the fact is what we, we do know that the through line here is going to be that that long-term Wanda-Doctor Strange plot that we already kind of know about. And we also know that Julia Marie Dreyfus was supposed to be in Black Widow, but they moved her character from Black Widow into Falcon Winter Soldier. So there is something going on here, long-term story, story-wise, story that they're, they're trying to move these characters forward and that they need to cover ground. And maybe they need to cover all this ground quickly because... They want to be able to get this done with so that way we, they can get us to this. We're going to build up to this big, you know, multiverse story that we're going to do at the end of this phase. That's going to be really big and crazy and amazing. And we, we just need to cover a lot of ground with all our characters, kind of get them up to, to where they need to be. And we're not necessarily going to get everybody. Obviously, we're not going to see what's going on with Hulk. We're not going to necessarily see what's going on with uh, with um, with everyone else. But we are going to see what's happening with Hawkeye. We are. We. Again, we're getting Sam Bucky now. We got Wanda and Vision in that. We're going to see what's going on with Thor and Loki with Guardians of the Galaxy and all that, uh, and Loki. And we're going to, we're, we're kind of covering our, our grounds quickly in the next four or five movies. And the only really big thing we're kind of missing here is Black Panther but that and Wakanda and all that. But, but again, we're going to get that Wakanda TV show. And Marvel itself is still figuring out what they want to do about. Chadwick Boseman because now there's this big thing about people saying we need to recast him because it's important for the for there to be a symbol for black kids and that just because Chad is dead doesn't mean that that symbol needs to disappear. Hello. Yeah. Sorry, I was muted. Um, Sorry. No, I was actually going to say, did you also hear that they they casted a She-Hulk? So it looks like Hulk will probably show up in that. Yeah. So so we're gonna we're getting a ton more before the end of this phase. This phase is going to be very dense story wise. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on here. They're they're really. It seems like they're using the TV shows to kind of catch us up on all the the kind of like Avengers from the from the Infinity Saga while using the movies to introduce us to new and interesting. And fun stuff like a lot of the but, movies are going to be mo it looks like mostly new characters with some Spider-Man, some Black Panther and some Guardians and, and Thor sprinkled in, which is good. I, I think it's all very interesting that they want the movies to be the spectacles that they hope them to be. But like one division was an interesting delve into depression and trauma. And yeah. this 
the, the this show with Falcon Winter Soldier, the I I love what it's doing with Bucky just as as ideas of him going in and out of trying to make a better person of him and then going into that world with Zemo. But they can't go further into his character or just have it yet. But they are asking the right questions when it comes to Sam. The conversation between him and Isaiah is so interesting because it's the conversation that people would be having on the sides of like, Star Wars never had this conversation. It never needed to because it has aliens. Why would have to talk about characters being black or not? But this show has to sit there and literally say that like, uh, they would never let there be a black Captain America. And if they did, why would that motherfucker want to be it? And like, why, like who wants to salute this flag? Disney is saying this, like it's being a part of the part of it's being a part of the conversation. But yeah. I, and I think that's probably the most interesting thing to me at the end of the day. Now is that conversation with Sam, what he's going through and him trying to stand up for B and um, defend the idea of why of why there should be a black Captain America and why it should be him. Yeah, and, and and that this exact conversation, Alex, truthfully, is why I think if 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 Marvel decided to just like forego Black Panther, they'd have to make Sam a long term Captain America because well, no, they I... they need that that big front facing African American super. They're not, they're not going to just ditch Black Panther. Well, that they'd write the character out of the story, and that they they would do Wakanda and other stuff. I, I would say I would say the smarter angle would be probably the thing that um, Kugler said about Black Panther in the first place, which is that what makes him an important superhero, what made that movie so important, is what makes Wakanda so important. Wakanda was never colonized. He's a superhero and comes from a country that is booming and better than any country in modern history because it was not colonized by white people. That's the most important thing. Black Panther is the pinnacle of that society but if you lose black panther that society itself still stands for that so yeah. it doesn't just have to be him it could have been shuri but she made a very personal decision on the set of the second movie that has now stalled it and she still won't get the vaccine so they're now stalled even more. yeah shuri decided that she did not want the vaccine when they were going to shoot the sequel Why? and it's and now they have to rewrite the script again well because she doesn't some... agree she doesn't want to take it it's her personal choice yeah I mean, it, it... what's really interesting is that is that now that there's that petition going on of like recast chadwick boseman's role of t'challa because they feel like having that character is an important symbol even though the country itself is a symbol as well he here's the thing people are making really interesting discussions about um Anthony Hopkins and his role in the father and that the reason the that there are many aspects to why the father was nominated for best picture um, but also the biggest reason why is his performance in general and how phenomenal it is as an old man going through Alzheimer's or dementia at the very least and not choosing to admit that and hiding it from people uh, they say it's a very sad uh, amazing performance from a man who probably doesn't have that many more in him so this may be an Oscar that does deserve to go to him. And then you look at Chadwick Boseman, whose performance is really good in uh, Bomb Black Back Bottom. But I, it's also everything that he's done within the past few years with cancer. And yeah. it's amazing when you think about what he's done. Over the, he is he's 
He's like everyone creamed over what Ledger did. Everyone creamed over what James Dean did. And both the that singular performance of the Joker and the two to three performances of James Dean deserve those recognitions and those awards. I agree. Those creams. But, those creams. Those creams. But I, I the thing about Bozeman is he did everything that made him who he is, a legend, both as Black Panther as well as in like all the performances around that era, all while he was in cancer, uh, pro, the process of going through cancer, and lied about it and still performed his fucking heart out. He did it sick as fuck, and those other guys did it normal. Uh, I, 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 there's no reason on God's green earth that he should not walk away with an Oscar for just being the best actor of the past five fucking years. Not only that, Alex, not only did he do all the Marvel stuff and everything, he went to fucking sick and dying children of the same disease as him and said, I'm here for you and this and that, knowing he had the same problems as them and knowing that he was unlikely to make it out. And he still did it. He raised a family. He yep. did other things. Like he he took his kids to school. Like he still had to live a life. Like this guy deserves to walk away with some of the best recognition <laughs> in the world. And people are just kind of like, eh. And it sucks for Anthony Hopkins. I really, really believe so. But at the end of the day, Bozeman deserves to walk away this year with everyone saying, look at what this man did for his career, for like just just for his art form. That's the whole reason we're here is celebrating art form. Look what this guy did. Yeah. I, I cannot I cannot believe any other ending is gonna happen here. And I don't understand why it's not treated as as mythical, Herculean as it actually is. And it's because he's black. Yep. That's the only reason. Sorry, what? Chris, you got <laughs> timing's a little bit better, my guy. No, but yeah, I that's <laughs> the, I, I I look at all the things that are coming forward. How they had to shift Wanda ahead of this. How Black Panther keeps or Black Widow keeps getting pushed back. I'm still intrigued by the process of us getting so much consistent Marvel content and how all of it's still been pretty solid. Like I'm not trying to compare this to WandaVision, but I am trying to compare it to the other uh, Captain America movies that were in modern times, because that's the kind of vibe you're going for. And to be honest, I like what it's saying about that world. And I like what it's saying about the characters in it. So I'm honestly, I, I it, not only the fact that it's been consistent, like it's, it's just been freaking good. Like I, you know, it, it, it's amazing. In my opinion, I just, I, I can't believe how, like, obviously, it's Marvel. It's going to be high quality and everything. But, like, I genuinely just don't know how to feel. Like, it, it's just not only just consistent. It's just been freaking good. And it's been asking lots of really good, normal societal questions that should be asked. I just I, I appreciate that this stuff has been in the comics and it's getting a new light now yeah more more people have this available than they do those comics that came out you know however many fucking years ago you know you could try and search them up online or look up a, a read through on youtube you know it's a video or something but like this this gives those stories 
real life stories, especially a new light, a new, a new medium for people to see and millions upon millions fucking I don't even know how many fucking people you can't even fathom how many people are watching this show like that's what I love so much I love that this has already been around this was seeded in the comics but we're finally getting the payoff we're seeing this ginormous fucking tree that was planted so many goddamn years ago in the comics and we get to see all these people now on social media talking about this like it's like it's new again it's great I like it. So yeah, fucking Winter Soldier, everyone. Um, no, I just like I'm not a fan of it, honestly. I'm not really liking how it's going now. I just don't like the direction of it. You know. Well, I'm sorry that the white guy's playing second fiddle for once. I'm sorry, Peter. I just, I just think Falcon should get his own thing. It's just I don't like the direction. I don't like that he has to share the screen, asshole. Well, I, I think that I would, I would have normally agree with this, and I would probably ride that rail a little bit harder, except that Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan are, like, they have such great chemistry together. Oh, yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. That's, yeah. For the record here, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I just, I think, like, I do they it, should have a show together, and I'm glad that they're together, and I'm glad that if they make a second season and they are partners and, like, they're, you know, I want. I would watch a whole show with them building more ships together. Like that. That's really like I want them to go on another mission as you ship it and really earn the title Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And it's going there. But I don't think he's playing second fiddle. I think he had the better story at the beginning, and then they put it aside so that they could bring Zemo in and have a little fun. And now that like things have gotten serious, the real serious heart of the show has shown up through Falcon and like the more interesting conversation. Right. Because now John has killed a man. <laughs> like that's where that's where things have gotten really interesting because that like that's where the show really started to go into the hands of Sam and out of the hands of Bucky is when he started talking when he's when he asked to have the conversation with her. When Sam did that, that's when the show decided Sam's going to have to make the right decisions from now on. And, you know, Bucky's going to you know, give away Zemo. And, like, that's where it really just kind of left him. And now he says, go to the person, go find one person to ask forgiveness from. And we already know who that is. They've set yep. that up already. So we can see the line drawn through with Bucky. He just has to help Sam become Captain America now. Yep. Right. Uh, I I really hope that Sam as Captain America is going to get a movie in some way, because I think it'd be yeah. really, really, really fucking cool to get those parallels where you get the Captain America, the first event of uh, the first Avenger movie. And then you get like the new Captain America and it's not like a reboot or anything, but it's just a new way to present the character of Captain America because Captain America isn't just Steve Rogers. Captain America is now Sam and all the other people that Isaiah, have taken yeah. all the other people that have taken the shield in the comics or, you know, whatever alternate universe, whatever the fuck it is. Captain America is not, doesn't define them as a human being. Like even get countless times, you even get Steve Rogers saying, even as a joke, I am Steve Rogers. He's never like, I am Captain America and boasting about it. That's fucking John. John's the one who's boasting. And he's like, I'm Captain America. 
God, he's fucking... I don't know about you all, but my Captain America is John Walker. Blonde hair, blue eyes. And I've got Decapitate America. That's my, that's my okay, cap. Here's a question. I, I like here's the real cap. question here that we need to ask. Because I wanted to ask Alex... I wanted to ask Alex, Alex this. I can't talk. Um... I wanted to I wanted to ask you this last week because you didn't watch the episode at that point. Um, do you think he was actually decapitated, or do you think like his ca- his chest was caved in? No, I saw that Mister Sunday movies too. Um, I I caved in. I it, it, to to be honest, yes, it does mirror what happened in Civil War, and that is a lot of great imagery. Um, it, he could have decapitated him. He could just could have crushed his skull in. The fact that we don't see it doesn't really matter. Um, everything above the chest is free reign. And to be honest, I like imagining... Um, I personally like imagining that he just crushed his face in. That he just oh, gave it yeah. a little wide smile. I like that idea better. Who's <laughs> laughing now, man? Exactly. Hold a joke. Or the, che- I- the chest makes the most sense because of Civil War. Who's that is chest? like, that is the most interesting one. I Obviously. I just all I'm gonna say is I just want my Captain America to be young, dumb, and full of cum. <laughs> love it. I love it. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I just God, I really like that episode. I'm, I might watch it again. I think it was that good. Uh, it ain't bad. Oh, once once this is all over and done with, I'm just gonna watch it all the way through. I'm gonna watch episode back to back. Uh, yeah, that's what so, I like usually. That leads us, I believe, to our main event, ladies and gentlemen. We spawned the good wheel, and it landed on Point Break. The are you okay? The now second movie we have directed. We have. Not, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> um, but here's what's going on in my head right now. <laughs> That's good, man. God. The second movie we have reviewed that was directed by a woman. First one being Clueless. Point Break was directed by a woman? Catherine Bigelow. What? Oh, cool. So, that means, I'm saying this now, next time we spin the good wheel, directed by a woman. You did did say that last time, yes. Got it. So, next time we spin the good wheel. It's the curiosity wheel tonight, but we gotta talk about Point Break. Um, So, this being the first movie we have done of Catherine Bigelow's um, catalog. Alex, I do have to ask you. Who is Catherine Bigelow? Oh, Catherine Bigelow. Oh, she's, she's, pretty, she's pretty big. She's pretty She's important. all right. She's pretty good. <laughs> um, so Catherine Bigelow uh, was, uh, she grew up in California. And she uh, studied art, was a painter at a very young age, and immediately at the age of 20 went into college to study uh, arts, um, got her own studio very early, 
Um, by, I think it was 78, she made her first short film that uh, allowed her, uh, was part of her thesis in getting, uh, graduating with her master's from Columbia. And she would eventually go on to marry James Cameron and make her first movie around 1987. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, her first movie around 1981 uh, called The Lily Loveless. I didn't understand that the only thing James Cameron loves is James Cameron. I'm sorry? Is it clear? What? Understand that the only thing James Cameron loves is James Cameron. You think he's oh, narcissistic? Man. Yes, he is James? very narcissistic. Anyway, a deep dive. James, I don't know. James Cameron has gone through a few okay. marriages before he eventually found the right woman. Yes, um, <laughs> and they did not last. But he has. They have a very good working relationship and have worked together uh, all throughout their careers and went back to back as Best Director nominees in 2010. Him for Avatar, her for Hurt Locker, and she won for Best Picture and for Best Director. That's awesome. Um, Take that, Cameron. Yes. Suck her dick. (laughs) What? What's funny is is after after, uh, Avatar, (laughs) they had like another year in between and she got nominated again for Zero Dark Thirty. Yes, but not not against each other. Um, No. No. It was, anyway. it was the, because okay, so in 1981, she makes her first Good movie year. called The Loveless with William Defoe. It's a biker movie with a, with a lot of violence. Um, and violence would be something that would continue on throughout her career, it would be a theme that she would love a lot, like Cameron. Um, she would make her next movie in 1987 called Near Dark. It's a vampire movie with Bill Paxton. It's a lot like a western, too. It's really good. Uh, she would, she uses a lot of like colors, uses that painterly magic that she does. I think a lot of the best directors are should have been painters or studied painting to some aspect. Um, at least the ones that I find the most captivating. Um, she would before Point Break in 1991, the year before she did Blue Steel with Jamie Lee Curtis as a cop who uh, kills someone in a robbery, but um, she is falsely accused of, of murder for it. And then in turn starts looking for a serial killer around that same time while she's on su- uh, suspension. And then it turns out she's dating the serial killer. So it's actually a pretty oh, awesome. No! It has a really sweet shootout at the end. Uh, I, I haven't seen it fully, but I've seen the ending a lot. She's really great in it. And it's really claustrophobic. The uh, New York apartments are really small and tight and realistic. And it really proved that she can do action. And then Point Break shows up in 1991. And Keanu Reeves at that point had not done um, any action films. He had only done teen movies and art house stuff. But she fought for him. And uh, the script was just a thing that was around by a guy who was paid a small amount of money for a studio to, to like funnel this idea. But Bigelow and James Cameron together rewrote the script and she directed it. Uh, they divorced that the year this came out, but they would continue their working relationship. <laughs> wow. Um, wait, wait, really? Yeah. They um, wow. they would just go on to their own. It was, it was around this time that he basically fell in love with Linda Hamilton, and they married. And then they divorced later. Uh, so, <laughs> Don't uh, you just hate it when that happens? Damn. I do. I do. Uh, mostly because all of my marriages end in murder. 
I never knew you were married. Anyway, uh, Point Break was a big success. Uh, Patrick Swayze was the biggest star of the film. He had already done Ghost by that point, Roadhouse. Uh, but he was probably the biggest name at the time. Keanu Reeves was, they didn't want him. They were thinking Matthew Broderick or Charlie Sheen. And the she fought for him. Uh, Laura Petty was growing at the time. This really made her a big hit. This did really well, moderately, uh, modestly well. But critics weren't uh, were kind of harsh on it. Um, but it was a hit. It put. It, they were going to make a sequel in 1993. Really? They dropped it, uh, and it ended up. Those ideas ended up forming Speed, uh, and we all love Speed. Whoa. I think Speed is a pretty they solid. Did, they did. They did make a. They did make a remake of this though in 2015. I will get to the remake ideas that have come from this. Uh, uh, so Catherine Bigelow would go on to do Strange Days in 1995, um, also with more help from uh, James Cameron. It is a good movie, but it didn't fare very well at the time. She did a couple other movies, a submarine movie. She did some TV, but she took a break for a while and made like a shorter a bit around um, 2000. One two that no two thousand two is K nine, uh, but in two thousand eight she came back absolutely full force with the Hurt Locker, and immediately when it came out in cans, everyone knew it was a hit. It 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 beat James Cameron's Avatar, bet first female ever to win Best Director at the Oscars ever, almost a wow. hundred years after the Oscars had been created. Also, also had three pre-MCU alumni in it, those being Jeremy Renner, Anthony Mackie, and Evangeline Lilly. Yes, absolutely. Great movie. Fantastic movie. Suspense. Voldemort's in the movie, too, Chris. Voldemort. Every, every scene that has to do with Jeremy Renner and bombs is some of the most tense stuff I've ever seen on screen. It still holds up, and it's in the Library of National Registry for Films. Uh, and <laughs> That makes sense. The next film was Zero Dark Thirty in 2012. Also got nominated for Best Picture. Also um, has MCU alumni in it, and Chris Pratt. <laughs> uh, um, in Detroit in 2017, she was like parsing out her uh, ideas a little bit more, and um, she's done a, a few shorts and commercials. She's uh, um, produced some TV as well, but she is since 2010 the the biggest and most important female director working today. Any movie she makes is a, a, a event and probably deserving of uh, some sort of a nomination at the Oscars to look forward to. She is up there with Fincher, with Scorsese, like anyone, she, she would have to make a lot of crap to really shit on this name now. She worked very hard to get to this position and she's earned every bit of it. And she's, she's never made a boring movie. I've seen about almost all of them, and there's about three I haven't seen, and I I really enjoy her stuff. Strange Days is something that I think you particularly, Chris, would enjoy. Uh, Ralph Fiennes, Angela Bassett, really good movie. Um, and so Point Break itself, yes, would get remade in 2015 with a cast that no one really knows. Anyone. Edgar Ramirez? Uh, meh, meh. But the thing that I will give the remake is that its stunts are shot very well. And it, is, it does carry the mindset at the time that this movie came out, at this uh, too, which is extreme sports were becoming a big deal in, during the early 90s, and so that became a part of this movie, but wasn't one of the driving forces it was made. That's one of the driving forces that the remake was made, was how are we going to shoot these really cool stunts, like 
the windsuits and stuff. And admittedly, they do look cool, and they did look cool on the big screen, but the movie sucks. It's super boring. But let's talk about the real true remake of Point Break, and that's Fast and the Furious. Not yet. We The wheel is not no, we got, we got to talk about it a little bit. Fast and the okay. Furious... There's a, Fast and the Furious is pretty much a remake of this, almost beat for beat. Uh, but it, I got to tell you, this is way better. Watching this, this is miles above it. But also, oh, yeah. Fast and the Furious has a completely different vibe it's going for, figured out that vibe, and then followed it home. But I will say this. I After watching this fully, because the thing about me is I've seen this movie in bits and pieces all of my life. But I have only seen it all the way through twice. Once when I was a teenager, and now. I have not sat down and watched this wow. movie until now in a long-ass time. But I've seen so much of this, know so much of it. I've never just watched the fabric of it beginning to end. And I gotta say, Fast Five is the spiritual sequel to this movie. 110%. Absolutely. The relationship that Bodhi and, um, and John have... At the end of the movie, when they're on the beach, is the exact relationship that I absolutely love to see and would want to see from Fast Five when they're like jumping out of cars onto a giant riverbed. Like that, that is that, that is this movie. And a big reason is because Johnny Utah is the one of the worst fucking cops I've ever seen in a movie ever. And the fact that he goes way at the end of the movie is him just going, I fucking suck at this. And I love it. I love it. It's not the system sucks or Bodhi had it right the whole time. Bodhi was a terrible person. It's he's like, I suck at my job and I'm done. And I loved it. Yep. That's my take. And that's the history of uh, this movie and Captain Bigelow. That's when he uh, decided to take up uh, Hitman work and became uh, under the alias of John Wick. I, I, w- I will say this. The fact that if he had stayed a cop, I would have believed that the years it took for him to find Bodhi is the kind of person that would be in speed. The kind, the person that would jump out of that plane without a parachute is the guy that would be in speed. However, I also believe that when he jumped out of the airplane, I was like, that's John Wick after your ass, dude. You're going to die. And then he doesn't <laughs> die. He snaps his knee and he I runs know. away. He's your girlfriend. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. He just, you know, she loves him now. So I, I don't know. Fucking- I don't know how I feel about that. That was weird to me. Yeah. She gets lied to her entire relationship. She's never opened herself up to anyone like this before. They see that in the fucking movie. And on top of that, she gets kidnapped, abused, has a knife up to her fucking throat. She's tied up. And then what does she do as soon as she's fucking free? She goes back to the guy who got her involved in all this shit. Yeah, it's I don't I don't think the film sells her taking him back because he oh. there are they do have a lot of sex, but uh, <laughs> but they don't, <laughs> they don't have a moment they don't have an earnest moment where he really tells her something they don't have an earnest moment of connection. No, they like, don't. Like he's gonna tell her that he's not a that he's an FBI agent he because he I think he truly cares about her and he wants to. But she thinks that he's going to say that I love you. And he doesn't correct her. He's, again, lying to her. There is no moment where he really speaks. Like, if I don't know why he said his parents died in a car wreck when he could have just been like, 
my parents, I, I had this oh problem my parents, and then God. I got in a wreck and then I started worrying about my life. It's yeah. like, you can still make that connection and your parents can still be alive and it'd be easier to connect with this person. But he really doesn't give a shit about her until she's kidnapped. There was a part of me that was like, he could have bluffed and said that she doesn't matter. And then Patrick Swayze would have a dead body on his hands for no reason. And it's like, if she dies, I kind of would believe that he doesn't care because the movie has never really given a true moment of connection. I love the idea that she could take him back and maybe change him. I love the idea of him trying to be a better cop and only focusing his entire career on finding Bodhi. Because, like, that's weird. I don't know if he had any other cases, but it sounds like he was simply just focused on Bodhi. And people wanted Bodhi, so it seems like they people were cool with it. But, like, the moment he throws the badge away, I'm just like, yeah, dude, just go surf with your girlfriend and stop lying. And, like, Keanu Reeves has the best take on the character, period. He, they asked him, he's like, he's a control freak who continuously compromises until there's no difference between him and the criminals. And I was like, yeah, he's the worst cop ever. <laughs> I as soon I I guarantee I'm not alone on this, but as soon as he started lying about the car accident, and I'm like, okay, she's clearly the only love interest right now. They're gonna get together. They're gonna have sex. They're gonna get multiple sex scenes. I called that shit, but it's not it's not that hard to call something like that. But I had the whole thing played out. I'm like, she's gonna flip the fuck out because she's gonna find out he's actually a cop and he lied about everything. And there were two scenarios. I'm like, either he was actually telling the truth about his parents. He's like, no, I actually have two dead parents. And then it would have been like mic drop, like, holy shit, like he wasn't lying about that. But then the other scenario is, no, he's just lied. He's an undercover cop. He's an FBI agent. He had to he had to lie in some sense, but he didn't have to go that fucking far. And she's going to flip out and they're going to have a fight. I'm like, is, this is and I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for that to happen. Until yes, I, I I knew all of these again. All of these beats were things that I knew were occurring within this movie. I like before I watched the movie and I knew a lot of these moments were coming. I always thought that Johnny Utah was a dumbass, but I always here's the the last thing about this movie. When I watched it so much as a kid, that was when the pan and scan era was around, and you weren't watching this shit in Letterbox. Watching this now in Letterbox, this movie's gorgeous. This movie's beautiful. The music is so good. And the pacing from one scene to the next is a joy. Watching Keanu Reeves and Gary Busey act together is amazing. Their relationship alone is fantastic. Not to mention just everything else that occurs within the film. The young, dumb, just watching John C. McGinley go, you're young, dumb, and full of cum. I'm like, thank you, movie. Watching the lead singer of Red Hot Chili Peppers shoot him's own foot. That's this is amazing. This movie's fantastic. That was really him. Yes, watching watching <laughs> the women within the movie who are taking showers and are supposed to like scream in the corner of the film, actually attacking the cops regardless. Watching Keanu Reeves almost getting his face pushed into a fucking lawnmower. I was like, thank you, movie. I don't care if my li- I, that's why I love the throwing of the badge. I was like, perfect. The guy knows he sucks. The guy is actually kind of working on himself. Good. Great. The movie ends with a guy who knows he's a terrible person at his job and needs to change entirely and is surfing every day to do it. And I love it. I, I'm fine with that because he almost pushed his face into a lawnmower. This movie's awesome. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I actually really like this one. Yay! I, um, 
It was the dialogue and the characters that just hooked me right away. Uh-huh. Like, I was like, okay, this is like, and he's and like, um, Johnny Utah. He's like, um, he's kind of like standing up for him. So he's not really taking what John C. McKinley's like giving him. He's, he's not just like, like, um, just gritting his teeth and just smiling and saying, yes, sir. It's like, he's like bantering back at him. Like he's, yeah. I, and I like that in a, in a protagonist. It's like, they're not all like, they're not clean. Like they'll, um, They'll uh they'll give back what they take. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Um but um yeah, this movie's like really like like Alex, you pretty much said everything I was gonna say. Um in that this movie is gorgeous. The movie looks the movie looks great. Um the act like the action was really good, like the all even like Bodhi's character, I was just like between Falcon and Winter Soldier and then this movie. I'm getting there goes Zach. Um I'm getting like sympathetic villains. Like I kind of feel mm-hmm. for Bodhi. So- you know, I kind of understand that like i'm like i understand how no, no no let me let me back up i understand i think it's not i think it's not Bodhi himself it's i think what Bodhi represents to johnny is what i appreciate does I that do, make sense yeah i do yes i do think johnny i i there are things that I think Bodhi is a prime example of of just of good spirit that was absolutely um, I think driven by addiction, um, driven and 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 compromised his ideals because of it because they are adrenaline junkies more than anything. And the reason I think I I don't I I sympathize with him as a human being because he is charming mm-hmm. and and is capable of having good ideas. But he also, the moment you realize that he gave up his ex-girlfriend to a man that he knows is going to enjoy killing her, that's fucked up. The fact that all of his friends are dead and he's like, woo-hoo-hoo, leg it, Johnny, you didn't catch me. There's like a part of you that's like, yeah, he enjoys the high of uh, the thrill of all of this more than anything else. And it's getting people killed. And like... Yeah, he's he is compromising in those ways, and it makes me barrel down to why he did this in the first place, which is just to he stole money from banks so that he could funnel his thrill rides. That's it. Now, do I think that it's awesome the way he does it? Do I think it would be cool to be his friend? Do I think that he's charming and interesting? And do I think that there's a part of him that's like I don't like violence, but I'm willing to hire somebody else to commit violence for me? I I do think he's charming, but I don't sympathize with his ideals now would i want to be his friend and kind of see why johnny does yeah that's why i think fast and furious gets that idea a little bit better like dom wasn't going around taking johnny on all these thrill rides he wasn't teaching him every scene about the live and die life of racing his car he was like i built this place for my friends 
and we formed a family because of it. And you've kind of come in and screwed things up. But honestly, it was because we were committing crimes. But if we committed crimes on a massive global scale, I think we'd have a lot more fun doing it, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I noticed. I think there's a way that you can take the stupidity of all of this and rail it right. But I think this movie at the end of the day is a tragedy. It's a it's a cop movie, but it's a tragedy. Mm. I noticed. I noticed. um, That's really cool. I like that. I like the tragedy. The. I noticed a parallel with Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3, where you have two guys who have the same kind of interests, the same, um, yeah, I guess just for the, sim- the simplicity of it, the same interests. And one of them just goes the completely opposite path, um, you know, likes getting the Venom suit. Uh, embraces the Venom suit and wreaks havoc on the the people that this other guy loves because this other guy is trying to stop him because he's a dumb piece of shit and reckless and going to get people killed. Yeah. And the good guy who Hello. also had the Venom suit was like, you know what? This is kind of fucked up. I'm uh, I'm not about this. You just get those, you get those parallels oh, and, uh, um, you're excused. And I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing like that they're, that they're similar. I just, I just, I just noticed that they, that they were, and I like having the villains or quote unquote villains in a movie be like the protagonists and antagonists kind of relate and you sympathize with both of them. You sympathize with both of them. And the, uh, yeah, it's such a good call, Chris. Like, we're we're watching so much shit now that it's like, yeah, the bad guy has a good point. Is he actually bad? The good guy's not even that good. What the hell? Like, it's all, it's all <laughs> muddy now. Like, well, it's the, it's the thing is like, I, I just think it's so interesting that Bodhi is able to commit these horrible heinous acts and put people through these traumatic experiences but also like if he was taking care of my grandma i would be so ecstatic he'd be great with my grandma do you see how well he treated his friend who was dying in the airplane he was like all right man yeah i got it i got it don't worry i got this right around your shoulder i was like he'd be a great caregiver you know just like like, (laughs) I, i sympathize with bodhi's attitude of like zenness and stuff like that but also he wanted I, the, deep down he there's a thrill of him kicking the ass of the guy who of the group of people that were gonna like basically beat up johnny utah like he gets a thrill out of like uh, of things that are too extreme now and yeah. that that's the that's the problem like i i i again like i think a lot of that has to do with patrick swayze himself he has a face like when he's talking about how when he shows him the videotape and he's like, I didn't want to do this, man. I hate violence. He looks like he's about to cry because Patrick Swayze has that kind of like a very emotional masculinity about him. He could tear the throat out of a man in Roadhouse, but like you also believe that he would cry about it later. That's what's so interesting about seeing this man like go through shootouts and kick like really kick Johnny Utah's ass at the beach, which is just embarrassing just embarrassing yeah you you can't surf with a dead body attached to you which is a good job (laughs) good good johnny utah this this guy has so much 
fucking dimension. Like, it's insane. Like, we can all have our separate opinions on him, and it will genuinely be fact. Like, yeah, no, I totally see it. And then someone else would be like, no, he's a total douchebag. He fucking got all of his friends killed. And then he got his ex kidnapped by his friend who he fucking hired. Like, he's a dick. But also, he really cares about Johnny, you know? And he's like, he saved his ass when when Johnny was, you know, getting his, was going to get his butt kicked and, you know, get all these moments. Yeah, he could take care of my grandma. Also, he fucking killed a man. And then he got all of his friends killed. Plus, he, um... Where do you where do you go with this information? Like I, right. I don't know what to think about this guy. No, he's, so like he's so human. It's insane. Exactly. What adds to that? What adds to that is um he figures out he's an FBI agent, but then he takes him skydiving anyway. I was holding my breath for like thirty minutes. I was gonna pass out, dude. That was so intense. That was so oh, purple intense. Peter. Uh had a wife and couldn't keep her. I love Johnny's uh, attitude about it because, like, he doesn't shoot him when he can. <laughs> he gets suspended. And then he and then they just show up at his house. And he's like, what's up, man? And then he's like all the way through. He's like, yeah, sure. I'll take the suit, buddy. Like he keeps he keeps talking to him in a way. He's like, I let you go, dude. Just like I let you go. What, what are we doing? Why are you doing any of this? I'm at home right now, just fucking sitting in my room quietly. I have no space. <laughs> and it's with every line delivery that it's just all the way up to just before he jumps out of the plane. It's like, all right, man. Okay. You know I'm an agent, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, my knee hurts. So the smart play would have been to kill uh, him. It's just, but it's the... It, like then when he gets into the car and he shows him the tape it's like it's so funny because like the guilt that johnny must have had being like i just had a great time skydiving and she's attached to a chair oh (laughs) oh, (laughs) i have a red face over here Ooh, that's a sit down they're both smiling they're like yeah yeah, they're out of breath. They're smiling. He's like, here, let me put this tape in. And then all of a sudden, it's this guy. <laughs> 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 so, I it. <laughs> oh, that was great, man. Come here. I got to put this tape. <laughs> <laughs> we are saying that. We are doing that later. <laughs> that is so funny, dude. <laughs> 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 They're both kind of smiling at the start. And, they, and he like starts playing it. And then Johnny's like, what the what? <laughs> it's so that's so funny, dude. That's so funny. Oh my God. There's a part of me that was like, did he get it? There's part of me that's thinking like, is Johnny thinking that they got a video of the skydiving right then and there? <laughs> like, you got oh boy, I'm going to see my face. Huh? <laughs> oh, it's my girlfriend. Oh, Bodie. Bodie is honest to God. Like, he's crying after. He's like, I didn't want to do this. But during when he's playing that tape, he's constantly looking over at Johnny and he's kind of smiling in a weird way. He is, he's actually smiling. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's enjoying this. This is because his friend, his friends tell him, he's like, look, he's an agent. Let's just go now. Let's leave right now. And even Johnny doesn't let, he lets him go. 
That's why it's so funny that he shows up at his house. Even Johnny's like, what are you doing here? The movie's over. <laughs> right. And, and then he makes it worse. He gets all his friends killed. They go in the vault. He literally is making every wrong decision, pushing the edge, hoping that he gets like, they'll make it out. He's making the situation worse. And even Johnny's like, seriously, dude, don't take the money out of the vault in the bank. Like, it's hilarious. Even the guy who's holding you hostage is like, what are you doing? You're, you're, you're ruining yourself right now. It's amazing. You know, you, 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 you find a really good meme and you're in the same room with your friend and you show your friend that meme and you're looking at their face waiting for their reaction. That's what, <laughs> that's what he's doing with Johnny. He was like, he was like constantly looking up at him and he like grinning a little bit. He's like, oh, just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait. It's my favorite part. It's, it's coming up. Yeah, she's tied up. Yeah. How about how about when he's chasing him on the foot chase, which is also amazing. But then Johnny smashes through a window, falls over a table. He could totally get away in this time span, but what is what does he do? Ronald Reagan picks up a pit bull and throws it at Keanu Reeves. Poor pit bull. Oh pit bull. wow! Imagine yeah. the pit bull's life. All of a sudden, it's just thrown at this guy. It's like what the. <laughs> um. One story that I do like, I don't, I, I got this from a YouTube uh, channel. I forget what video it was, but they explained how um, they got the skydiving shots. Um, Please, so no, you tell. So um, Patrick Swayze at the time, whom I just found out is dead. Like <laughs> about oh, a few I'm hours so ago, sorry. I figured out he was dead. He was like, oh, actually, no wonder why he's not doing stuff these days. He actually. Um, He's actually dead. Uh, he passed away in 2009. Fuck. Yeah. A long time ago. Just realized it. Like, dang. Um, oh, no. He was, he was really into skydiving. No, oh, yeah. At this point. Um, and surfing? I guess. Yeah. Um, he, did, he did as much surfing as he could. He did as much skydiving as he could. He did all of his fight scenes. He does all of his car chases. Patrick Swayze was a fucking star. Um... But yeah, so he really wanted to, to do the skydiving bit. Like, he wanted to do it himself. But, like, the studio was just like, no, we cannot ensure that. Do not do this. So what he did, he's good friends with the second unit, second unit director. And one day they were just like, they took the camera, Fuck they got off. in the plane, and they shot some skydiving. Fuck with off. Patrick Swayze actually skydiving. Oh my god! They went rogue. They filmed all that rogue. Oh my god! Yeah, pissed him off. It's that is it did. so fucking crazy. Oh my god! He shot. You can you obviously tell that Keanu was on like a set, and he yeah. was hanging by wires. Yeah, and he's like, but like Whoa! that's really Patrick Swayze skydiving. I can't. I was so curious about that. I was going to ask about that, too. Oh, my God. That is so wild. Yeah. I love that. Um, I can only imagine what uh, Catherine Bigelow's reaction was. Like, you're one of the star, the, like one of the stars of your movie just went rogue to go film like himself skydiving. 
he did like, what? <laughs> that's yeah, he did you're what? the director, okay? <laughs> you're second unit director and your co and your stars of the movie just went rogue on you and got you all this amazing footage and the studio's mad. Like what what to be a fly on the wall. <laughs> oh, man. I never heard any idea about what her opinion was. The second unit director got fired. <clears throat> Wait, what? What? I'm pretty sure that second unit director probably got fired for that. Damn. Are you guessing? Worth you? it. Because I've Worth never it. it. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. I don't know. Okay. Well, let's find out. Let's spill the beans. All right. Let's uh, see I I, I also don't know how Bigelow felt about it. It's, it'd be interesting if she maybe wanted to do it too, and she was like, "The studio just won't let me." And he's like, "But if I, uh, why don't you go to bed early tonight, Catherine? Just you know, just go to bed early. We'll, you know, <laughs> don't worry about us. We'll certainly be there in the morning, already in costume. We gotta go, guys. Get the suits ready. We're gonna go to." A dinner where suits with the parachutes, parachute pants. Gotta go. Second unit director, Glenn R. Let's go over to trivia. Maybe maybe trivia has it. Trivia. I, I looked in the trivia. I didn't read anything that said anybody got fired for it. Apparently, he made 55 jumps in total. Holy shit. Johnny Depp instead of Keanu Reeves? I've got to be honest, I think Johnny Depp would have been very interesting. I don't think he would have gotten the Southern, the California vibe that I think this movie nails down very well. This is a, this is as Californian of a movie as like Taxi Driver is a New York movie, I feel like. The music, the vibe, everything. Yeah. No, nails. This, is, this is Keanu. This is and Keanu. Keanu really gets it. Uh, I think Depp, of course, has been in California stuff. And uh, like a lot of, um, he does have that kind of attitude when it came to 21 Jump Street, but Keanu gets it better. I think he gets the whole, uh, uh like Buddhist vibe that, uh, Bodhi has. I think so, he responds to that in a way that just seems natural. So, mm. so here, here's the, uh, here's the thing about skydiving. I, I, I got this from IMDb. So Patrick Swayze, who participated in skydiving as a hobby, was told to stop for insurance purposes. Once production began, producers coaxed him into the yep, agreement. I read the that. Of letting the star do one actual skydive on screen. The uncut shot of Bodhi yelling adios amigos and falling from the plane features Swayze actually making a jump unbeknownst to the producers. When not on the day's call sheet, Swayze and the others would occasionally run out to an airport and go skydiving anyways. Oh my so god. Basically... Basically, what happened was on one of these off-call days, they just took a camera with them when they went skydiving as whatever, and they just filmed the shot out of character completely, and then they presented it to Bigelow and producers after the fact. They kind of said, shame on you because you broke our agreement, but put it in anyways. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. what so she said. So, yeah, everything what Chris said, but nobody was fired. Good, good. That's yeah. good. So they, basically yeah. they it was in his contract they got to do one they they gave him the one and they said all right that's your one <laughs> but they also apparently did it 55 times throughout the entire Amazing. so you know that's fuck insane. us right <laughs> man if i was catherine bigelow and god only knows what the uh climate was even even if you are married to james cameron the climate of what the uh what um female directors was like back then like oh man if 
<clears throat> that at all went wrong. Well, the interesting thing about Bigelow and, and all of that is people have talked about they're like, what is a like in early in her career? They're like, what are you? What's a woman like you making a dark vampire? romance for why, why are you making such a weird genre picture and all throughout her career she would get weird woman questions and someone was like what do you what's your advice about women filmmakers and she's like honestly just fucking do it like i wouldn't i'm not here to be a feminist filmmaker i'm not standing for any rights when she got the oscar she didn't come out and say i'm the first female filmmaker yay women she comes out and she's like literally there just walk in like you can do the job and act like it and when people bring it up you just look at them like they're talking like the sky's fucking green. Because if you act like anyone can do it, anyone can do it. And then she's like, anyone can do it. And that's always been her stance. She's always supported women, and she supports arts and teaches at um, uh, Columbia as well. But she's never come, like walked out and just been like full feminist mode the way some people assume that she would be. She's more of an equalist. She comes out and she's like, they can do it. And I don't know why people are surprised that there aren't more female filmmakers uh, as, as natural talents because they are out there. They're just not getting opportunities. I'm here to say that if you work uh, with that mentality in mind and don't answer the questions that pin you in a corner, you can too. It's, it's a lot about how she presents herself. She says, I see. Okay. But, but still like overall. Anyway, but like, yeah, I just, I, as an aspiring director, I don't know what kind of a position that would have put me in or how I would react to that situation. Like, it's like, yeah, they, uh, they kind of went rogue on me. I did. I told him not to do it, but, um, he kind of did it anyway. <laughs> not only that he did, not only they had shot it and filmed it, but that had, they had been doing a bunch of jumps and not telling her. And they poured it in the movie. Cause you they have to one. at that point. They put one that they they put the one they got caught doing in the movie. I want to point that. They get caught. They gave it to her willingly. Yeah. So, and they said <laughs> it's my one, even though they had definitely done it fifty five so, times. <laughs> oh god. Um. But yeah. So. Like yeah, like oh man, this like the diet like it just felt so sharp, you know. This felt like very refined, although I will say I think the ending kind of dragged. The fight? Yeah. Like, I didn't need the fight. I would have been fine if, like, Johnny walked up to Bodhi and then just put the handcuffs on him. I, yeah, honestly, I could see him just. If you're going to fight, do it back in the desert. I mean, the fight is basically the homoeroticism of the movie, for sure. It's like, if you can't fight, fuck. If you can't fuck, fight. And so, like, I get that, and the handcuff moment is great, but it is embarrassing to see Johnny Utah get his ass kicked for so long. Yeah. It is embarrassing because he's like, I've traveled across the world. I almost caught you for a week one day, and now I'm here and I've got you now. I'm going to not point a gun at you and kick your ass. Oh, stop kicking my ass. It sucks. And then he handcuffs him and you're like, great. Now he can't serve. He can kill you and he has to, you know, either find the key or drag a dead body with him when he goes to surf. But, you know, you still got your ass kicked, man. You're a terrible cop. So, but I do like that ending. 
Yes. Um, like, yeah. Well, he also gets his partner killed. Johnny does. That is true. So they they have another parallel with that too, where their recklessness behavior gets their partners killed. That is true. Like, oh man, they're almost the same person. They're almost the same person. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, they they have they have the same the same qualities of life, and they have the same mental attitudes on a lot of things, but they have completely different paths. It is oh, like yeah. being the same person, but one guy goes left, the other guy goes right, and just there, seeing seeing how they end up, right, where they end up. There's a movie that we have on the wheel, Chris, that you put on there a long time ago. Uh-huh. That is a much, I wouldn't say a much. It is a better movie than this, but it is a much more serious take, and that's Heat, and that is a bunch of bank robbers who uh, are have lives and, and it follows them as they're about to pull off a heist and just the lives they lead as they are about to do it. All in the meantime, that there's a cop following uh, the lead criminal and they are pretty much the same person. And they talk about how they're the same person. They literally sit down and talk about how they're the same person. And it's just a more adult, um, I guess, bare bones version of this. Uh, yeah. The styles of places but it's very close to this. And then this idea of the criminals and cops being the same uh, would go on to a bunch of other shows like The Wire and stuff. I think that's why he, Johnny throws the badge. He's like, I, I, I think he wouldn't, again, he shot in the air and let Bodie go. And Bodie came back and dragged him in because he tells his friends, it's the game is on. And they're like, what fucking game? You're the only one who's treating this like a game. Even when he walks into Johnny's house, he's like, Hey man, what are you doing here? And it's because he wants to mess around with him. It like there's no other he reason to throw his girlfriend than to make sure that Johnny's not going to rat on him, or he wants Johnny to join them. And it's like, I, I, it's so weird and crazy of a decision to make that Johnny has no other choice but to go with it. And then when he loses him, being a control freak, he spends years traveling, and then he just kills himself surfing a wave and Johnny is like, this is what it's like to be a cop. You get addicted to like catching a guy that you can barely catch. And when you do, it's the most unsatisfying fucking thing in the world. Keep it. Also, I suck at my job. Yeah. Well, I just, even one particular scene, just with him being kind of dumb in general is he has to throw the gun in order to pull the shoot. Mm-hmm. But he's got yeah. pockets. He can put the gun on like in his belt. Like, but you're like, you're miles above the ground and closing. Yeah. Very quickly. I, he had think- 30 fucking seconds or whatever it was. Six, six seconds to think of. Oh my God! What am I gonna do? Oh my God! He's counting down. What am I gonna do? Am I gonna drop the gun or am I gonna pull the shoot? No, just put the gun in your pocket, dude. Just put this stuff is, it this in your back. This is my argument to that. If you have a gun to somebody's head, whether you're in the air or not, the only reason that person is not knocking a gun out of your hand is because the moment you see them move their hand, you're gonna pull the trigger and kill them. If he moves that gun to put it in his back. He has an opportunity to knock that gun out of his hand in that process and bye-bye gun. Well, 
he probably just shouldn't have wound up parachuting in, to begin with. Yeah. He should have jumped out of the fucking plane. He should have just <laughs> let You know what he also could have done? Hey, can you land this thing? <laughs> exactly. Like, I mean, it, he would have let the girl, all he would have done is let the girl go and she would have been in the desert. They would have landed the plane. He would have been like, oh, maybe he would have taken Laura Petty longer as a hostage but, like, why? Like, there's no reason. They're in Mexico, and they're going to go at that point. They would have left her at the border, and they would have found the dead body, and she would have been there with the dead body. And she would have known, okay, someone's coming for this dead body at some point. So there you go. Johnny knows I'm down here, so there you go. He didn't have to jump out of a plane to still not get him and break his knee further. That's it. All he did was uh, – all that did – was like, tell his girlfriend he jumped out of a plane for me without a parachute. That's why she fell in love with him. Any girl's going to fall in love with any guy who jumped out of an airplane without a parachute for her. He's probably not still dating her by the time he catches him at the beach, but like, you know, I, I would love anyone who did that. I, Bruh. <laughs> oh, I, I, I love his character so much, but... Yeah. The second he looked at his badge, I'm like, oh, you better toss that thing. Yeah, and he's like, fuck this, man. Fuck this. Fucking <laughs> I'm this. Not it's a job. It's a job. And yeah, he just had a coming to Jesus moment where he's like, I I actually can choose. I'm just going to walk away. I'm just going to quit. Exactly. Why he didn't quit after he broke his knee like three more times, jumped out of a fucking airplane and you know all these other all this other shit that happened to him, and he still didn't quit. I don't know. I don't know. Why I don't he know. Didn't just ask. I don't know why he didn't just ask to land the plane. Instead, he jumped out. I don't know. I think I got a disease. I think it's fair to think that she was still stuck in that cabin with a psychopath. I think that's what he thought. I don't think he knew that she was in the car right there. That's what he says with the with the walkie-talkie before he jumps out of the plane. He's like, just make the call. Let her, like, just make the call. And he thinks when he doesn't make the call and then throws the walkie-talkie in the plane that he's, in turn, killing her. And he doesn't realize that she's just going to be let oh, go on yeah. the ground and lose. Yeah, and instead jumps out of the plane for her. Yeah. But again, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I got a disease. I don't know. He and I, don't jumped me, I would have sex with him at this one more time. <laughs> well, it's Keanu Reeves. I mean, it's Keanu Reeves. Anyway, um. Anyway, yeah, anyway. just like um. Yeah, I just really, I just, ah, uh, man. Like the dialogue was so sharp, the movie just looked really good, flowed pretty well. Um, I do like how they handled like how John, like I do, yeah, like him and Gary Busey, like that whole relationship was really good. Um, buddy cop, buddy cop, buddy cop, and he's dead, and he's dead. Several. Shotgun blast to the back. He should not have rolled him over. Well, he's like, also... gravity's just gonna suck that blood right out. <laughs> well, I mean, it, uh, his partner's just as stupid as he is, and he's twice his age. <laughs> like it's I, of twenty-two years. I've feel... been on this job. I feel bad for them, but like 
Come on, guys. What are you what are you doing? I'm Gary Busey. Gary Busey was Johnny Utah's future. Johnny Utah needed to throw that badge. Oh yeah. Oh, you know what? That's a great oh, point. Oh yeah, that good parallel. This movie is just all about one character, but having three different paths. Right. Yeah, really. And you know what? Laura Petty, best character of the movie. Yeah. She just wanted to help a guy with dead parents. <laughs> she got kidnapped by a psychopath. Circle. Oh, no, she got lied to because her boyfriend right. actually turned out to be an FBI agent. Lied about that, too. Then also lied about his entire past. And then she gets kidnapped and almost killed. And then she gets right. dropped off in the middle of the fucking desert. Yeah, I'm sorry, but then guess what? Guess what, Brenda? Guess what, Brenda? He jumped out of an airplane for me without a parachute. That's why I'm still with him. Are you kidding? Dump him. No, I am not. You are coming to our wedding, and you better bring a gift. You're not You're not having a wedding. I am having a wedding. It's in Fresno. No, no, no. I don't, I don't think you understand. I'm not canceling this wedding or anything. You're just not going to have this wedding. I'm <laughs> having it. It's, it's not going to happen. in Fresno. You are... Fresno delusional it's not I happening am not. so i am um, <laughs> you're gonna marry a man who is late Best to friend. his own you're gonna marry a man who is late to his own raid that he is orchestrating <laughs> you're gonna marry that guy he's and then late. then late to the bachelor party he's not late to love and okay. then he's gonna become you're gonna become an art dealer he's gonna become a hitman <laughs> You're going to get sick of it. Tell him to get out of the job. He does one more job for the Russian mob, and then he gets out. Then you get yeah, cancer and no, die, but you send him a dog. That doesn't get me killed. I die of cancer. God's going to kill me. Where the fuck do I care now? You're not having Brenda. the wedding. You're not having the wedding. My name's not... You know what? I don't care about the wedding anymore. I'm spiritually marrying him. I'm spiritually tying the knot with him. It's a simple union now. We're going okay. To okay. Nope. Do that. Do that. That's going to be way easier to get out of than actual marriage and paperwork. So bye. I love him, and it turns out I'm dying of cancer if he's going to become a hitman. I know my future. It's time to do I like that the... Honestly, I think there's one black person in this, and he, <laughs> yeah, and he just goes, nah, man. Smart move. Smart move. Smart <laughs> move. Lost a Smart move. man. And he's like, hey, you see my dog? It's like this big. Oh, man. And he just, and then he just goes. He wants nothing to do with that. He wants nothing to do with that. And he's wearing the colors, too. Uh, I think think that is very interesting. Uh, Catherine Bigelow would eventually add more black actors into her lead roles, uh, particularly Angela Bassett. But yeah, surfer culture is mainly just white dudes. Yep. That is... That is sadly true. I just um, no, I, no, I just like that the one black guy in this, he's like, no, don't, no. Smartest guy in the whole movie. Yeah. No, thanks. No, man. No, man. I put so my long. money in a mattress, not in a bank. Gosh. Um, mm. So, do we want to grade? Yeah. If we don't have anything else yeah. to say. Yeah. I love Laura Petty. I've lo- I love Laura Petty. Oh, I got a question, actually. So, okay. after they get done with the raid um, and it turns out that there was another, there was another thing happening and they're trying to drug bust them. 
how was there no communication from the higher up saying, no, don't do this? Who approved yeah, them to do this? Hole. I mean, you could, I mean, there should be communication. There should have been at some point when Johnny Utah was like, let's do a raid on these guys. He even puts a stake out on them. In the point that they're staking out to the raid occurring, there should have been somebody being like, no, yeah. we already have an undercover cop on this. Yeah, it's, it's a huge hole. Okay. I, is, unless the movie is saying that cops don't communicate with each other and they're all show-offs and it's like the movie The Other Guys more than anything, uh, that would be cool. But really, I think it comes across as a whole more than anything. I, I didn't know if I, I genuinely missed something or if it was just shitty communication. And their boss is constantly bad-mouthing them, telling them how yeah. much of a fuck they are and how stupid they are when he's the one who approved this so yeah suck a dick all right i'm ready and to grade found, it. and they ended up finding him yeah. yeah jesus christ um all right let's grade all at once okay three two one a minus. Hey. what the hell uh, uh, see, you, um, you got you got a. him stuck again peter how hey you got him stuck oh you got it hey I was gonna say, you know how he gets in, gr- in group settings. You can't have everybody say the same thing at the same time. He just stops. You know. Okay, we'll all agree to that. One, two, three. I agree. Hey. Guys, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> See, he's doing it again. Peter, no. you have a problem. You have a Brenda, problem. will you just throw the flowers, girl? He's See, look, he's doing it again. Now that's your problem. That's your problem. Okay, on the count of three. I give it an A. Oh, okay. All right, on the count of three, we're all going to ask Zach what he gives it. One, two, three. Zach, what do you give it? <laughs> <laughs> Christ, that was amazing. That's, <laughs> That's what Zach, I get. Have you ever seen Point Break? Uh, what, do you, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Point Break. You see, and you see Peter, and you see Chris. I, I, I have a confession I need to make. (laughs) I knew it! I knew it! I knew it! I didn't see the movie because I went to a birthday party. (laughs) No, you didn't have to jump on. You knew we were going to talk about the movie. No, I didn't. I didn't think you'd watch it today, Zach. I was wondering if you'd just ever seen it ever. Ah, uh, no, I haven't. It was so <laughs> funny. Ever? Just ever. <laughs> so, Zach, uh, this is the first time you watch uh, Point Break? Point Break. <laughs> no, I'll probably watch oh it. God. It's so fucking <laughs> 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 oh, I love man. this thing. Yeah, man. So anyway, uh, Peter, Alex, either you guys want to go first? Uh, I already graded Back it. Block. You didn't hear me talking? I... Yes. Oh, okay. Wait, was that yes, you didn't hear me or yes, you did hear me? Yes, I did hear you. Yes, your oh. name is Peter. So now you have to kill yourself. That's yeah. how it works. Jesus. Peter has to kill everyone. Hit me? <laughs> a weird feeling that you're out. Hey, hey Peter. Hey, Peter. What? You got a light? Got a light. Got a light. Got a light. 
So wow. you said A minus, Peter? I wait. So you didn't hear me then? No, I got. I a you said A minus. I asked if you got white. I am white. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would give this movie an A minus. For the soul, I would have given this an A, but just because of that plot hole that didn't even need to be there, that was just that was just like just straight up stupid. Like, really, that didn't even have to happen. Something else could have happened, and he fucked up. Could have been anything, but you had to do this stupid plot hole where the police aren't communicating, and that's not the point. It's just that it's a plot hole, so that was kind of lame. Um, I fucking love that there's there's now three parallels to this character that's fucking awesome there's himself then there's his partner and then there's the duties after oh that's so fucking cool i love that so much Mm. i love that um also the line which movie was in the movie adaptation where donald coffin's writing that movie yeah He's the killer, the cop, and the victim. Oh my god. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh my god. That's so fucking funny. This is actually what they wrote. That's this is the movie that they wound up writing. They scratched everything. <laughs> they wound up writing this. Yeah, this is great. I, I've never seen this movie before. And I don't think I needed to watch it, you know, like three times, like how I normally go all out when I watch a movie for this podcast. Mm. I don't think I don't think I needed that for this one. Great. Keanu is fucking great. I love that we get to see the the seeds of of uh, John Wick, of John Wick and all these all these other action movies that he's in. Awesome, but definitely John Wick shit. Jumping out of a goddamn airplane with no parachute—that better be in John Wick Four or whatever the fuck they're on. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, they better do that again for sure. Like John Wick in the sky is terrifying because John Wick on the ground—you only have to worry about the two dimension. You know, you got left, right, and then that's it. Okay, you just got to spin. But in the sky, you get three hundred and sixty degrees. Of John Wick. Let's be honest. If they they went up to him and said, "All right, Keanu, Keanu, Keanu," let's be honest. Yeah, we, we love you, but we're gonna ask you to jump out of a plane with no parachute. He's like, "Let's do it." Or uh, how do how how does how how does this act? From fifty five. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do it, man. Like 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 how we would say it in like Bill versus uh, Bill and Ted. Totally. Totally. Let's do it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Um, Alex, do you want to grade? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm think this is an A. M- um, mostly because uh, Bigelow understands action really well. This inspired a lot of movies, a lot of movies, and it's one of the first true, even before Terminator Two. This is one of the true '90s action movies, like earnest action movies of the '90s. It's just a couple years off the 80s, and it doesn't feel like that. It feels like a 90s movie. And they talked about who was originally possibly going to make this, and it was they say uh, Tony Scott. And uh, he went on to make Thelma and Louise instead, and I was like, yeah, dude, Thelma and Louise is like the same kind of early 90s great uh, action movie vibe. And it's, a, it's just a bona fide classic. It's young, dumb, full of cum, 
and it does not back off of that. It's, <laughs> it's, it, it, no, it, it's not like it too. It, it's <laughs> not like Fast and the Furious. It's not like Fast and the Furious where they take the idea and the action scenes aren't really elevated. That that those are way more character driven. This is an action movie. Just the shootout with the women at the house is crazy. Oh, that that whole scene alone is uh, is worthy of a John Wick kind of fight. And I, that's, I completely forgot this movie had it in it. I was watching this movie being like, maybe Bodie is right. I was started, I was going in, I'm like, maybe it's about their relationship. No, this is a dumb action movie filled with dumb characters making dumb decisions. And, and, and more than, more than anything by the end, it's a tragedy. No one comes out. Okay. Laura Petty's dating an asshole. Maybe he's changed, but he stayed a cop forever chasing another asshole only to have him just let him die on a beach and quit his job. Like no, no, nobody came out of this unscathed in a hilarious way, and in a way that makes me really laugh. But the mood, the atmosphere, the music, just the the whole California vibe was really captured well. There's a pacing to this that moves consistently while also feeling kind of like you're hanging out with everyone. Like the fact that like almost every police scene. And moves like a CSI moment. Like they they go to some guy and they're like, "Hey, we got to get this figured out." But then it almost ends with them being like jumping on their desk and being like, "Hang ten. Like there's a vibe to everything that's really fun that carries on to other action movies. And they would get slicker in the '90s, but this is the first real one. Inspired a lot. Hey, my turn. Um, hey, I um. I really like this one. Um, like, of course, it's a Keanu. Is, what was it, Alex? You said it was his first. This was his action first movie? action movie. Like, yeah. man, yeah. like, okay, like the the scene that hooked that that like made it like an A for me is that um, the car chase, and yeah. then like halfway through, like he's going around torching the car. And then that was fucking Johnny crazy. catches up, and then he um he tackles uh, Bodie, who's in the Reagan mask, and then they're they're both they're just they're both on fire. They're on fire. Yep. Um, that shot like, of this him is nuts. This is nuts. They use torches in the car, and he ends up. On fire. Oh my god, dude! I was actually trying to get a screenshot of that of that shot where he's gassing the car. And I couldn't just because things were going too fast. He didn't really have a, a good moment to like get a good screen grab of that. I'm sure if I went by the actual second, I was just kind of clicking and pausing it. But that shot, w- that shot's so iconic. Yeah, when so he's running away iconic. and he's just smoking. <laughs> oh my God. Like, do you have any idea what you're doing? You, you just lit the gas on fire. You are like... You're so reckless. You're going to get all your friends killed. Oh, wait. You did. Yeah, eventually. Eventually. Um, Like, the whole bank robbery scene at the end. Like, it looked like, man, I was tense the whole time. I was like, wait, is he intentionally going to the vault to stall to make sure that Johnny takes the fall for them? Like, I feel like that's what he was aiming at, but I feel like it's not... When I think about it now, it doesn't feel that smart. 
No, it doesn't. He just, he had to make, they they basically boxed themselves in as writers. Okay, these guys are so fucking stupid. They got to go through this chase. They got to go through this chase. Okay, well, how does this shit end up? Does, does Johnny actually do something? Does he, does he take the gun from someone else? Does he take the gun from the other police guy who's like trying to shoot him and, you know, shoot his, his, his friend, his surfer bro friend? No, his surfer bro friend has to be an idiot and go, go to the safe. Let's do the one thing we never do. Let's do it. Come on. The, the one thrill. thing that the people at the FBI were like, in the bank robbery uh, section, they were like, if you go for the vault, you're caught. Like, that's how they get, that's how they always get caught. So they always go to the vault. Yeah, I don't, I... <sighs> It was it, that was kind of poor. Everyone else were asking themselves that they're like, "Why is Bodie doing this?" And I think it's because Bodie realizes that if the FBI is onto them, this may be their last score. They've got an FBI agent that they can use as a hostage, and they got a hostage on him. I, he's pushing every limit that he can, every single limit that he can. He's making this as thrilling as possible to him. It's a game. Riding that wave was riding that wave for fun, but it was what was going to kill him. Like, yeah. He, just, he was an addict. Mm. Yeah. Um, but like, otherwise, otherwise, dialogue was really sharp. I actually liked these characters and their interactions. It was yeah. gorgeous. The action was pretty good. Oh, it was so beautiful. The waves yeah. just so beautiful. She, oh Catherine Bigelow knows how to shoot waves. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, just watching it on mute, I'm like, this could be a screensaver. Like, yeah. it's just waves crashing against the shore. It's so pretty. Like one of those looping um, screensavers. Yes, yes. It's probably um, out there. But yeah, um, there you go, everyone. Point break. Woo-hoo. Point break. All right, see you guys. FBI, open up! Oh my god! Oh god! <laughs> it actually works. All right, guys. We sing. We. Curiosity. It is time to spin the curiosity wheel. What the fuck give our offerings of what will replace our selection? What the fuck was that? Nothing. I don't have a monkey. You don't have a monkey, Alex. Anytime you, you say you don't have a monkey, you have a monkey. Okay, that may have been three times beforehand, but I, seriously, this time I do not have a monkey. This is the fourth time. Uh, Alex, Alex. not a monkey. Alex, I'm you looking have, at it right Alex, now. It's not a monkey. Alex, Alex, you're looking at me. You backstabbed us about monkeys at least 50 times. What is it then, Alex? What is it? It's a baby chimp. Oh, my God. It's a fucking monkey, man. No, Again, he's still looking at me. How'd you get a hand? How did you even manage to get a chimp? Oh, we've been buddy cops for some time now. We're solving a crime. He was a witness, and I became a cop. Did I not tell you? No, I. This is the. This well, is a well, different. Alex, Alex, wait, wait, this is different. Is that your middle name is Peter. Uh oh, I've been deputized, and then they found that out, and they knew that I would get murdered for having my middle name be Peter at some point. So they just threw me in the lick of crime, and me and this monkey. But oh, he's already been shot. Okay. <laughs> Peter, what did you do? Damn it! I'm taking him out of the tree. He's taking all my bananas anyway. Fucking champ. <laughs>
See, that would have been much funnier if Alex left in the middle of that. True. Now, when we got a curiosity wheel to spin. So, do we have any, like, off the top of your head offerings? I do have some, but I'd like to hear that backlog first. Backlog. I want to know what I said last time. Peter. It's probably on here. Um, Jupiter Ascending. uh, Lost in Space 2001. uh, The Gold Rush. Groundhog's Day. Close Encounters with the Third Kind, Purple Rain, Donnie Darko, True Romance, Battle Royale, The Medallion, Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets, Smoking Aces, Wolf Children, Beetlejuice, Turbo Kid, Speed Racer, Waterworld, Romeo plus Juliet, The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, Gone with the Wind, Ten Things I Hate About You, Eight-Legged Freaks, Coraline, Tropic Thunder, who suggested um, like I, 2015. It's in Bollywood movie. Um, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, and Three Kings. Wait, wait, wait. I need to know this. Who suggested Eight-Legged Freaks? Probably you Alex. and I together. Probably you and I together. Oh, God, I love Eight-Legged Does Freaks. Does anyone remember what I suggested last time to put on the blog? That oh. didn't make it? I wish it. We were, I wish no, we this isn't the wheel. Something. This is the log. This is the backlog. I would have put it on here. If it wasn't on, or oh, wasn't that's on right, that's right, that's right. Okay, I was gonna in ask. Instance, so you're right. saying you want the wheel, Peter? You want a movie on the wheel, and you, it was the Curiosity Wheel. I just, I just, my my brain, I can't even fucking remember anything right so, now. So, so, right. so I'm, I, I have a movie that I'm gonna offer to the wheel. Are you gonna okay. watch? Are you this gonna watch movie, it? This movie comes with a. Ca- <laughs> Hold on, Chris. Chris. <laughs> Okay. Zachy what is Justin. Okay. So so this this movie is gonna come with a caveat that I'm gonna suggest. Okay. 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 If this movie does not make it on the wheel, we are not putting it on the backlog because because okay. it probably truthfully belongs on a different wheel, and that's the main reason. Okay, you're saying. And this is a movie that I will suggest probably on a different wheel at a different okay. point in time. Okay. I, will, I will say that Zach, I do that a lot. I suggest yeah. a movie. So, so the caveat is that if it if it if it doesn't make it on the wheel, we're not putting it on the backlog. Because then we're not going to remember it. That's fine because this is a movie that I think is fine and will probably come up many it? times over further down the line. What is it? 2001 A Space Odyssey. Space Odyssey. No, no, no. When was the last yeah. time you watched it? A long time. Like, I didn't watch it when it was at Willow Creek. So prior to that was probably college. So almost seven years. Damn. I I can't tell you how many times I've seen this movie. <laughs> wow. Like I can't I actually cannot tell you. Chris, this is arguably one of the most important sci-fi movies of all time. All right. Greater than Star Wars. It is the most important science fiction movie of all time. Yes. Um, this is also as I was telling Alex while I was watching Twin Peaks. If you do get to watch it, is the first step towards watching Twin Peaks. 
Well, no, I'd say Neon Genesis Evangelium was the first step. Once I heard that, I was like, ooh, wow, damn. But, but, but 2001 is probably the first, the, the first popular, big, like, worldwide popular film or TV show that had an ending where everyone was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yes. But, but also, Chris, you're, you get to learn a lot about, Stanley Kubrick and the really weird shit he puts in his movies. We have not done a Kubrick film yet. Yes. And and what's more important about this, Chris, is that you're going to learn about some really trippy imagery that comes out of shit from this movie. This movie. Bring it. It's trippy, dude. Bring it. I told you, man, he's hungry for art films. Good. I'm, I'm excited, Chris, because I'm trying to make one. Do I hope whatever if we land on this. Okay. It brings there, Sega. There, there is stuff there 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 are iconic images from this movie, Chris, that as a person studying film and as a person who wants to get into film, you should watch, you should study okay. to understand. Okay. There there there's a couple really big ones I can think of. For you example, can say that about literally Every single film you've brought to this show. Yes. But the. Um, it's like, okay. <laughs> okay. The all I'm saying is okay. The is huge. It, it, I don't uh, say that. Yeah, 2001 is a film that every person who, who wants to study film, not just watch film or even watch just as many films as possible, but if you want to study film, yes, you need to watch that. There's a reason that I've seen this countless times. Okay. But Who's next? I have yeah, this is a really important one. But but the reason why the caveat is is this probably does belong on the goodwill, truthfully. <laughs> it's a cur- it's a curious movie, right? It's a curious movie, but it, if it doesn't make it on, I'm probably gonna start suggesting it to the goodwill because it is a movie that needs to be goodwill. I won't accept it until you watch it again. If it doesn't land on it. Otherwise, if it doesn't land if it doesn't land on it, it's going on the curiosity backlog until you watch it. I disagree. So- because the caveat I request my show doesn't be put on. <laughs> okay, Chris. Um, d- I've said this before. Start your own damn podcast. Okay. Create your own damn sentient wheels. <laughs> what? Let me point out, Chris. They were sentient of their own. Their own. Their own. You sounded like you sounded like a villain in a movie. Create your own goddamn sentient wheels. <laughs> Stroking a cat or something. Yeah, Chris. They're um, sentient. You don't get to decide nothing. <laughs> Peter, Alex, either you guys got um, something? Thank you. I was I was trying to remember what, what which wheel did I try to put seven psychopaths on? You I've never seen have you ever seen it? You successfully put it on the curiosity wheel. It's already on there. There you go. I missed it when you, when you were reading it off. No, we read the. No, backlog. it's on the wheel. I read oh, off the backlog. Oh no, I I still stand by that movie. Yeah. Well, we're gonna watch it. Yeah, it's on the wheel, Peter. No, I'm not. I'm not putting in any other coins into this machine, man. My coins are oh. already. Okay. What? All right. So. Dude, wait, 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 Peter. Yeah, he's on. He's he's on roll. I, I'm I'm okay with this. If Peter doesn't want to put our coin into this, that's fine. No, dude, Peter, you got there's gotta be something that you haven't seen in a long time or something you've always wanted to see. 
Okay, let me think. Um, seven Point seconds. break. <laughs> 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 While he's thinking, I'm going to say this. Thank I'm, you. Thank you. I'm debating three, two by the same filmmaker and one that is an international film that I've always wanted to show you, Chris, that I haven't seen in quite a long time and I remember very much enjoying. I believe okay. I brought these up last time and they're on their uh, the good wheel, but they also haven't seen them in quite a bit. Um, the two movies by the same director are Three Kings, which again, I know when you watch it, you're going to love it. It's on the backlog. But then I also remembered Silver Linings Playbook is really good. And I saw a scene of it the other day and I was like, I think Chris would really like this. Alex? Guess what? So I'm thinking about that, but then the other one is City of God, and City of God is an international film that's basically like a Brazilian Goodfellas, where you kind of follow these different gangster. Uh, God, uh, I love City of God. Gangster figureheads in Brazil through the through the eyes of a young photographer. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Uh, there's a lot of real um, actors from Brazil. There's no one famous in it. It's fantastic. So, uh, any, do any of those interest you? Alex, I'm going to blow your mind. Mm. Silver Linings Playbook is already on the good backlog. Uh, well, that's because it can be in both. I haven't seen it for a long time. Are you saying that we can only choose a film to be on one backlog? No, I just thought, I just thought you'd be surprised by that. No, 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 I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I know I brought it up before. But what do any of those interest you right now? Uh, just go, just go Between City of God... Silver Linings Playbook and what was the other one? Three Kings. Three Kings, Three Kings. is about uh, still Three Kings. I no, know you'll um, know you'll love it. So yeah, let's go Three Kings. I'm still fighting. Okay, he that. says Three Kings. Oof. Alex, I was so hoping you'd pick City of God because that movie is so good. One day, one day, one day. I get to talk Peter, about. That do you have anything? That in college too. The great thing about a movie that I don't put okay. on a wheel is that I get to actually watch it if I want to now. That's true. Peter, do you have anything yet? So I was digging in my brain. It really fucking hurt. I shouldn't have used a fork. I should have used a spoon. Um, that's a key mistake. I was going through my brain folds thinking of old things that I used to watch as a kid. And there was this Plato movie. Oh boy. That I would watch as a kid, okay? And I'm trying to fucking remember the name of this thing. So I'm looking at Plato movie, and it's like apparently there's a new Plato movie coming out, so we should stay tuned for that, I guess. <laughs> but <laughs> I found it, and it's Dodo Island Adventures, but it's only 20 something minutes. And it's no, on that's, YouTube. Nope. Doesn't um, count. We no, I know it doesn't count. Okay. But I do want to watch that. Uh, <laughs> if I'm remembering right, this thing is fucking crazy. Like, the sounds I remember so vividly. It's amazing. Uh, I'm, tr I'm trying to remember... Uh, I'm trying to remember... There was, there was a movie that I was just talking to you, Alex, about that I hadn't seen in a while. And I think it was an animated movie. But I can't, I can't put my finger on it. Was it the sci-fi? Was it sci-fi? What are you thinking of? I just throwing it out there. It's your mind. Is it? Yes. I'm disassociating right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no. That's the end of the podcast, everybody. Uh, 
this is torture. I was just talking about it. I've, I've come to when my brother is laughing. Apparently, I've disassociated so hard that I've shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bill Hader is the best. Fuck. What was it, man? It's like an old animated movie. Honestly. I want to Horror movie? Is there a drama? Is there something you've always wanted to watch with Cecily? Anything? All right. Let me let me go. Let me let me dig some more. You guys talk. All right. I guess I'll uh, I'll pick one. Thank God. Man, this is a this is a tough choice. I had one in mind, but I'm not sure this about it. Points out the indecision of film in general. Everyone everyone every day is like, I, what am I going to watch? Yeah, Honestly, that's what like, I'm I was looking, gonna that's do. What's going on right now? What, like, what's, ah! what's ironic here, Alex, is I actually have like my next Goodwill choice that I'm thinking about right now. Directed by a woman <laughs> has to be directed by a woman. Uh, no, fuck you. This is gonna be a much better movie. Nope, no, nope, that's decided, the rule. That's we the rule. decided nope, last we... Goodwill that we were all going to bring a woman directed film to the list. Has well, to be directed by a woman. Screw you guys. <laughs> I still want to suggest the one I want to suggest. Well, you've been Wait, given. We all decided. So did you. So. This is tough. For, hold on. Yeah, see, this is hard. Man, this is uh, really hard. That's what she said. God dang it. It's a totally different panel. Give me a break. Okay. Guys, you knew this was coming. I know. No, I, I didn't. I, I forget every time. Well, Peter, um, I'll give you a little bit more leverage, but Chris... I was no. gonna... Okay, so I was gonna suggest a, an old sci-fi channel movie that I had seen way... like, long ago, and it was called Ice Spiders. Um, probably be wait, more... So probably be more said, along the lines of the Bad Wheel, but... Yeah, wait, so that's not even what I'm worried about. You are breaking the TV movie rule? We watched the holiday special. The rules already been broken. Uh, okay, then that's that fine. was on that a wheel. That, that we spent exactly two and a half years trying to touched. spin on it, and it was finally given. The rule had already been broken. That, as far okay, as I'm so concerned, that, unless you don't want me to pick it, I won't. Zach has free reign to suggest whatever sci-fi movie he wants. The Marine is on the freaking serious wheel. I'm actually proud yeah, of that. Anyway, okay, okay, okay. Here, here, here. I won't. Okay, I won't pick it. I won't pick it. I'm not saying that you brought you brought a excellent argument to your show, dude. It just shocked me. So if that's the deal, then that means that I get the opportunity to find a TV movie one day. Who knows? We could. If that's the case, we could do Dinotopia because my mom really likes that. <laughs> <I'm scared laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I don't know Dinotopia. Oh. There you go, man. Um, man. Bring back that music. Let's see. Man. God, I had really good, like, ideas throughout the week, and now I've completely lost them. <laughs> Which is mostly, mostly the case. Um, oh! Um, okay, so... I kind of want to ease into... Uh, to this space so like quarter crew 
We've mentioned this channel on the Hell on this show yeah. before. Yeah. They do stuntmen react and they they do yeah. really like to mention Jackie Chan on that particular yeah. Um, yeah. playlist. Yeah. Um, okay. I actually yeah, I know exactly what, the way you're talking about. What are we getting about. at here, Chris? I'm going to I want to pick the medallion. <laughs> I want to ease into this like Okay. Sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I immediately, when you were doing that, I will say, I, in my head, I was like, I hope he says, here's the thing. I want to do police story, but you said that was a series. Police. Here's the thing. Police story is a series and we do, and we should put it on the series bill because they're, because the last one is amazing. However, there is another series he has that only has two movies and the second one is fucking amazing. And it's called Drunken Master 2. If you're looking for the best of the best of Jackie Chan, that to me is series. the best of If you're looking for middle ground, which is what the medallion is, that to me, that's like middle ground America. That's like um, the tuxedo and stuff like that. That's that's okay. But what if you're looking for middle ground Jackie Chan that came to America and said, this is who he is, but the movie is okay. And then later want to get to his best stuff. There's a movie from 1996 that got me into him called Rumble in the Bronx. Has a lot of great fights in it. It's a, it's a it's a Chinese movie, but it's when it's when he is at his pinnacle. There's no sequels to it, and it's just Jackie Chan being Jackie Chan. But if you want the okay. best, I, best, I, drunk hold, on, hold on, hold wait, on, wait, 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 wait. Let's wait, back wait. up. Let's wait, back wait, up. Wait. Let's back up. Chris, 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 and Alex, can I make a secondary suggestion? No. Third one, but go ahead. Sure, a tertiary suggestion. So, I want to point out that this movie isn't necessarily good. But doesn't matter. Doesn't it's matter. really doesn't fucking fun to watch, <clears throat> and it stars two of the greatest martial arts uh, actors of the generation. It stars Jackie Chan in it, and it stars Jet Li. <laughs> I, I I think I you what you're talking about, but I forgot the name. The Forbidden Kingdom. Oh, uh, that's not much to write home about. It's not much to write home about, but Jackie Chan is really fucking good in it. And he's really, really talented in his martial arts. Okay, Dang so it. I, like, I, I am just, really I'm to, just really I'm going to pick from the backlog. The, the other I thing gotta is, pick some Chris, you really no, 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 get no, 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 Chris, 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 we're throwing a lot of options at you right now, but if you want to go Jackie Chan, please do. It's just, he has such a vast career that there's a I lot know. of things approach him at and i'm just sort of like going don't think about it too hard but if you have a guttural thing do you want to go like lazy american jackie chan or do you want to see some hong kong filmmaking or do you want the best of the best do you want his early goofy stuff like just give me a vibe that you're going for and we can you know but you know what i'm backing up i'm backing up i'm removing that from the equation we'll get to that the most i want to do the most the biggest thing jackie Chan, the biggest Jackie Chan thing I want to do is police store. I'm gonna save that for the series wheel. So spoiler alert. Um okay. so I'm looking at the backlog. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go Prince of Persia Sands of Time. Final. That's fine. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> I pushed too hard. I pushed too hard. Yeah, you, you kind of did. 
I just, I've got to be honest, if I had to pick between this and the medallion, I'd pick this. I just want to go with something interesting that we could talk about. Like, I feel like if I we... I think the medallion is it. Yeah, exactly. That's why I backed out, too. We could also That's... talk about Enter the Dragon. He was in Enter the Dragon, or Game of Thrones. Anyway, Dead. Peter, do you finally have something? I do, yeah. All right. Oh, you want me to, like, tell you or something? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so... Uh, yeah! Uh, yeah! So I have this Google document that I haven't touched for years, and it's oh labeled movies to watch, and I had to really fucking dig to find this thing. Oh, wow. And actually, the majority of them have had have check marks. So I was like, oh, I, I was almost done with this list. Uh, uh, there are f- a few ones that stood out. One of them I, I just could not remember, and I was like, oh, I'll go with that one. And I wrote down Lover's Vow. And I'm looking up this movie, Lover's Vow movie, and nothing's coming up other than Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Oh, I've seen that for sure. And I and I think this movie also has a, the title of Lover's Vow, or it's like the... the it's, an, it's an anthology movie that has several different stories, so maybe one of the stories is called that. That could be it. But I, mm. looking at this... Uh, there's a reason I, I put this on, on the list that I wanted just cause it looks, it looks fucking crazy. Like just the it, amount of practical effects in this is so fucking cool. It's this so is cool. A, this is a black oriented tales from the crypt, like anthology movie where it's mostly about black history, black characters and black actors performing, uh, little horror movies. Yeah. Yes. This is this is my movie then. Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, nineteen ninety. Oh, okay. I, Hold on. It would work for Whoops. me too. I haven't seen it in a long time. Hold on. I just did something weird. In the neighborhood. Alright, fine. Who you can call? Ghostbusters. F eleven. There. Okay. All right. Got it. Zach right. got it. So what was it? It was Tales from the Dark Side. Okay. Are you sure it's Holy not a uh, Star Wars short film? Uh, yes, we're pretty sure. All uh, right, so we got Tales from the Dark like Side, six. the movie, 2001 A Space Odyssey, Three Kings, and Prince of Persia Stands of Time. I love the variety every week. Every week. Thank you for giving me the time to like truly dig. I actually really yeah, appreciate no that. Problem. Thank you. All right. Doesn't matter if you can see it or not. I, I can see it this week, so we're good. Three, but two, Zach, it doesn't one. matter. I'm just kidding. Oh my god, the wheel. 2001 just... A Space Odyssey. Holy right. shit! Yeah, you might get to talk about Stanley Kubrick. Nice, dude. The wheel is alive. It, wa- it wanted Chris to watch this. It is important. Chris, Chris. You, said you, you said you wanted art stuff, right? Yeah, I guess. This yeah, is I did. This dude. is art. Buckle up, Buttercup. Popular, if not the most popular art film ever. Let Let's just Buckle say up. you were you were in for one of the biggest treats art wise ever. Just period. There There is nothing I've... that is. There's very few works that have gotten even closest. And that includes Twin Peaks. Uh, that that get to the level of this movie. This movie is 
Uh, it is on the list of greatest of greatest films of all time. It is. It was one of the. I believe it when they first created the film catalog for the Library of Congress. It was one of the first movies put on it. Like it, it and Citizen Kane and like and Casablanca go hand in hand with like important films in American history. Like it, on and on and on. There there are things about this movie that you just need to understand. Like Matt Shots. Matt Shots is this is the movie you learn Matt Shots from. Between you and me, Chris, um, this movie is just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's just hype. Okay, yeah. don't believe the hype. Um, yeah. This this movie tries to be something that it'll never be. Yeah. Uh, you will get nothing. You will gain nothing from this movie, other than infinite ideas for anything. This thing is chock full, full to the brim, overflowing with so much shit. It's, is it dripping even... though? Yeah, is it dripping though, dude. It's a wop. It's dripping with shit. It's a wop. It's Wait, a wop. it's it's a wob, a wet ass butt. <laughs> it's a wet All ass right, ass. so it's a, it's a wob. <clears throat> On the curiosity <laughs> wheel. <laughs> you sounded like Mario. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wob. It's a wild. It's wild. On the curiosity wheel as it stands right now. Holy shit. Titan AE. Okay. That's a long one. It's a good one. Okay. Wanted. Okay. Oh, that's a early that's a longer one too. Both of them out a while. Heart and souls. Yes. I never learned that on the piano. <laughs> I always Ravenous. try. My mom my mom always tries. Ravenous. Oh boy. Ravenous. Alex, Ooh. I am so excited to see Ravenous because I get to see Robert Carlyle. <laughs> and Jeremy Davies. And Jeremy Pride Davies. and Prejudice. And zombies. And zombies. Yeah. Zach, do not steal my thunder. Um That's a that's a movie? Yeah. Oh. Lily James, it? man. Matt Smith. <laughs> it's got a cast. It's got a cast. Um The Dark Crystal. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Talk about art film. <laughs> um, Interstellar. Also. Oh, shit. That's right. Booksmart. That's a good one. That's right. Um, Bridge on the River Kwai. Good film. <laughs> Never seen that one. Never seen it. Great. Um, Surf's Up. Okay. By the way, Chris. When we're done with this, we got to do it because wouldn't it be so appropriate if it was out? Yeah. Or we could go see it in the theater. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Gojira, 1950s. I think it's pronounced yeah. Godzilla. It would be appropriate uh, considering that, 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 that we just got Kong versus Godzilla. The Core. Oh, man. I've always wanted to see this piece of shit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> It's bad. Singham. Singham. What? Bollywood in uh Bollywood Indian cop uh movie. Cock movie? Cop. Oh. oh I thought you said cock movie. Cop. I was hoping you said cock movie. <laughs> Wait, it's not a cock movie? It's an origin story of the uh cock that Rocky was chasing. I would see that and I want to see this. Evan really Psychopaths. Sick. What? I put that one on the. <laughs> yep. 
Seven Psychopaths. Oh. And finally, Milk Money. Yes! <laughs> oh, my God. I don't really have much for movies on here, to be honest. I don't All think. right, let's spin it. Yo, you're let's... covering the Goodwill. Do we already do that? It's true. The Goodwill is my baby. Oh, my God. No, oh, my God. That... Oh, my God. Yeah. All right. You guys ready? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Three. Oh, my God. Two. One. Spin. Hang on. Let me put my pants on here. Okay. Oh. Oh. Yes. Let's go. No, 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 no. Zach, Zach, Zach. Shut up. Shut up. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is my week. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the next movie is that we will be reviewing uh, on the Meister Movie Podcast. Uh, the Dark Crystal. Yeah! <laughs> wow, that man, me. I just sort of knew that. I so, kind of sort of felt so, something so, with so, that one. Alex, Alex, first off. It was almost Pride and Prejudice and we, Zombies. We, we, Come we need, on! We need to figure out who's going to talk about Jim Henson, you or me. I usually do it, but I mean... I trust the person who uh, won that trivia contest that I, did, that I never released. That we need to do again. Wait, what? That's right. You've already we forgot. Yeah, we well, did do that. Well, Alex and I are both pretty familiar. We did a, an entire... We actually did two podcast episodes. Feature-length movie length. Like, literally <laughs> the, the length of Endgame. Twice. On Jim yeah. Henson. One just about the Muppets and one of everything else he's fucking done. So I, I'm fucking ready for this. Yeah, I, me and Alex have both personally, like, really looked into Jim and stuff. Like, I, we, uh, we've both, like, really have done a lot of studying on him. Um, I mean, it, it also, uh, quick oh, thing. It's on Hulu. It, it's also uh, on Disney Plus, or on Netflix, I believe. No, just the series. I think. Oh, only Age of Resistance is on Netflix. That's sad. Well, whatever. I guess I can watch. It's also Netflix. on Amazon. I have. I have. I could. I could be wrong. I think I tried looking on Netflix. I was gonna say I have Hulu, so I don't care. Um, wait. Jim Henson's owned by the Disney Company now, right? Is it not on Disney Plus? Not that I can see. Okay, I just want to make. Not, I don't think that's a Disney movie. The Muppets are owned, but not. Not specifically Labyrinth or Dark Crystal, I believe. Interesting. Well, uh, anywho, uh, someone's going to talk about whether me or Alex. Uh, we're both very, very, very well versed in this man, and you guys tag it. team it or something. Yeah, I'm game for tag teaming it. The Dark uh, Crystal is not on uh, Disney Plus. Okay, I mean it's on Hulu. I have Hulu, so I don't really care. Um, Zach but, doesn't care, guys. Yeah. I, I mean, how, how, how about this, Zach? How about this? Um, uh, you talk about Jim Henson. I'll talk about Dark Crystal. I'm fine with that. Oh, dang. Uh, you probably could go much more deeper on the stuff of Dark Crystal. I'm much more like familiar with like Labyrinth and like a, and some other stuff. Uh, I also, uh, Alex. By the way, excellent time for you to finally watch Age of Resistance. By the way. Dang. I've watched some of it. I just never finished it. But I was thinking that that this now gives me an opportunity to finish it. Oh, it's yeah. so good. It's so uh, good. Yeah, Alex, so I think you're going to like Age of Resistance a lot because it's everything that's great about the Dark Crystal with with 
All no, I, I've seen the first three episodes of it. I know what's going on. The only reason I didn't finish it is because we were plowing through as much Jim Henson as possible for this five-hour behemoth two episodes we did, which, Chris, I would suggest listening to uh, the one that isn't Muppet-oriented to get an idea of what was going on. And just to listen to us have fun if you want to. Yeah. But The Dark Crystal is something... Uh, do, do you know anything about it? Say what now? Sorry. Do you know anything about the Dark Crystal? Not a clue. Okay, so, uh, all right. I, I need to have some caveats. Good said. thing you're watching it. Yeah. Um, you. So we've been talking a lot about art film. This is, I would say, a pretty artistically driven movie. It is not, it does not go by normal film standards. And I don't know if there is, I, I'm, we're going by the Dark Crystal. I don't think there's any other cut that exists. I think that's part of the history of it. This is the only cut that exists. It's it's doesn't go by normal film standards. There's not a lot of dialogue. And most of it is visual. And it's just it, it just be prepared for something that is unorthodox and that's gonna challenge you and just I think it's gonna be something you're looking for these days. Hopefully. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I am so excited to talk about this movie first off because this is one of my favorite favorite fantasy movies and it's mine too so, so fun and so interesting yeah, and man. the fact that like jim henson put his entire heart and soul into this movie and i learned that song for that matter <laughs> uh really shows and i mean this is i mean i i mean this movie, I love this movie. This movie is amazing. It's it's got a really, really deep lore. So if you really start to love the lore of this, the lore keeps going. And obviously, Age of Resistance is a testament to that. That like decades later, they re they brought it back to do stuff. And it was, I believe, at the time, what Alex like the the most expensive Netflix series of all time. So much so that they canceled it after the first season. <laughs> No, I think they're. I think they're having a second season. For I don't sure. know if they canceled. No, it got canceled. What? Did you Dude, look this up, or up. are you just saying up, this? No, I look think it it's legit canceled. Okay, I know. Let's look it up. But look it up. I, I, here's what I would say, Chris. Um, if I would suggest taking the time sometime this week when you have it to just sit down and watch it, maybe before the night, because if yeah. you do enjoy it, or at the very least. Maybe take a look at some of it, um, because if you do enjoy it, go on to the series on Netflix, because it, it is. It's 13 episodes of actual dialogue-driven um, stories in this world. Oh, if what the fuck? So, so, by the way, by the way, uh, it was going to get a second season, and then Netflix is like, hell no. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Okay, well, they did. it's not like it hasn't happened before. They did that with the Get Down, and I fucking hate it. Damn it. Yeah, it sucks, doesn't it? Why? Because oh apparently God. it was too expensive. Netflix it is, is too expensive. Netflix. It's a very Netflix expensive. Because it was too expensive to make, and they didn't get enough like value out of it. And I'm like, that's so sucky, because the show is fucking amazing. What would you learn? That your actions have consequences. You said it, dude. Yeah, Fuck, dude. man. I'm actually pissed off. I, was I know, right? Dan <laughs> <laughs> should save that for the outro. 
Yeah, I think it was like its anyway. budget was like a hundred million. It was like a Dude, fuck. Why million. did you fuck? Oh my god. It was anyway. So while we leave Peter to burn the entire country down, um, there you go, everyone. So we did point break, and now we're on to we start the cycle anew, and we will do um, fuck the dark crystal. God, so uh, we get to talk. So we're going to talk about uh, Jim Henson. Happy a lot. Two fucking years I waited for this. If you don't hear a lot from me in that episode, you'll know why. Um, but anyway. That's it for us. I've been patient. I've been waiting. Oh my fuck, man. So many people have been waiting for this and you cancel it because you, you made the mistake to make an amazing show with millions of fucking dollars into it. And then you just tap out. You fucking morons. Netflix for you, dude. Like, come on. Morons. Right up. That is Netflix. For you, dude, give it to Disney. What, I agree. what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. How? Oh my god! Yeah, dude. Like, isn't that crazy that they just like cancel it because they it just- set up so much shit in that one season? So yeah. much lore. Oh, it's great. It's wonderful. And so, they, and they cancel it. Mm-hmm. So. There you go, everyone. Um, we will see you next time for the Fuck Dark Crystal. you, Netflix. You fuck. <laughs> and with next week, we will spin the bad wheel. So yes. uh, look forward to that. We will see you guys later. Say I'm goodbye, put guys. Netflix on the bad wheel. Fucking Netflix. God damn it, dude. Two years. <laughs> Hashtag restore the Keanuverse. This is my guy tonight, but my childhood. Good night, girl. I'll see you tomorrow.